Well-met friends, my name is Adam and this is the Get Pipe Podcast where we love to pipe. And today, well as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka The Producer Guy. Nick, what's up man? Hey Adam, how you doing brother? I'm doing good. Good. How about you? Final. Yeah man, doing well. I um, my my head's feeling. Oh a yeah, better. the bump. Fill us yeah. in. How's the bump going? Yeah, it hasn't grown back yet, so that's good. I don't think there's like bumpy things here, but I think it's just my stitches, which will okay. go away in some some amount of time. I don't know how long, but uh, yeah, still haven't been able to work out, which is a bummer, big bummer. But the do, worry, do you feel it at all? Like, the, like any kind of pressure or. No, 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 no. I mean, when I touch it in the area, it's obviously there's some sort of pressure, but it's it's like a when you have a cut that's just healing, which literally that's what it is. So we're doing good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to trying to think. Nothing, nothing really much has been going on since the last week, which is a good thing. I, I don't think it's it's always good to be, you know, having everything, all this crazy stuff going on, but. I'm just looking forward to the next few weeks and yeah, man, got some, got some good stuff going on. We'll talk about here in a little bit, but how about you? Well, I'm not sick. I think for the most part, which is pretty cool. Um, I had a good, good, huge shout out to good friend, pastor Joda. He had told me to get this tea called throat coat, which Mm. is the word throat is just not a great word. And then especially when combined with throat. Exactly. But so I actually neglected to get this tea, which apparently coats your throat and makes it feel a little bit better. I guess he he is has done like some musician stuff, and uh, I'm sure he sings and he's a pastor or whatever. And it was it was effective for him. And you know he's worked with a lot of folks who have also said that it was very effective, uh, especially for like singers uh, who just need their throat to not be hurting. Yeah, and they needed to be coated. It needed to be coated, and I finally got some. It came in today, and it was not too bad. I realized that the brand, like their throat coat is not the brand. It's like a a, a version of one of their, right. you know, whatever the company's is. So when going through the flavors, I didn't actually get the throat coat. I just got the <laughs> same company. But I would imagine it's all pretty much the damn same. It's tea, right? right. So I didn't get the lozenges. It's, it's tea. You steep it for like 10 to 15 minutes, which is insane. That's like in the tea world. That's not even tea, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I Joe just punching the air right now because he didn't actually get throat coat. I know. I, I was too because I was. You know, I've been really trying to save my my monies, and I like reasoned. Okay, it's five dollars. If it wasn't an online purchase, I, it would be. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I got some, and then I looked at all the you know different ones, and I went with the best flavor, and it wasn't the right one. So I was kind of upset about that, but. Dang. My throat is, I've only had one cup. I'd actually might ask a wife to make me a cup while we're doing this recording here. But yeah, that, that was the worst part is after three weeks of having this weird long flu slash cold thing, my, my throat and mouth just was really hurting. But yeah, I think I'm for the most part pretty healthy. Uh, we're, we're on the mend. We're getting there. We're, we're almost at, uh, you know, feeling 100%. I'd say I'm at like a good 77%. That's that's pretty good. Eh, maybe yeah. that maybe eighty four. Okay, I was gonna say seventy seven like is like a C. Like that's okay. Yeah, that's you know a good I mean? way to put it. No, okay. So then I'm definitely in the B's. Yeah, I'm probably B, at, B plus. But probably a B going on B plus tomorrow. I'm hoping for B plus A minus. So 
but I still got a little cough going and my eyes have been really bloodshot the past two days. I don't know what that's about. I don't even know if that's related. (laughs) What? No, no, I don't know. That's just uh, just the way you put it. I don't even know if that's related. Probably uh, not. Yeah, Maybe allergies? I, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not like I've been sneezing. I haven't been rubbing them. I just woke up yesterday and I was like, oh, my eyes are kind of bloodshot and they haven't gone away. But anyway, I, I'm feeling a lot better. My voice is relatively back to normal. I'm sure the listeners yeah. probably couldn't tell too much of a difference. But at this point, how's last that? episode, I was like, Oosh, you could yeah, you were hurting. I was going to say, how how's your palate been lately with, with smoke? Oh, yeah, that was, you're right. That was my, That's a good my biggest up. concern. Yeah. I actually had a great conversation the other day with uh, Dave Shane, uh, the pipery master of pipes. And we were talking about how he, too, enjoys a cigar when he's sick. Uh, he's oh. going through, he was just going through a little bit of a crisis. It seemed like the whole U.S. had some kind of I did, yeah. bug thing in the past, like, two-ish weeks. Um, but he had said that, I agree, like a cigar, like I'm feeling a little bit sick, but I needed to get out of the house, so I'm smoking a cigar. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. The cigar really does, it really hits. It just, it it, it satisfies all the needs. That said, I noticed my, my cigars when I was sick, in a weird way, were tasting better. And, and, and it was one of those things where I didn't actually have taste, right? So it was, hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it. In, in, in the last episode, when we talked about it, uh, you know, through our pipe nightmares, because cigars are very robust, I, that little bit of flavor that did penetrate through was was you know very satisfying. But right. then once I was on the mend, I noticed I was getting I was back to like the full punch of you know cigar smoke, which I of course I enjoy from time to time, but less I enjoyed it less as much as less as much I enjoyed it less as I you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> enjoyed it less. Enjoyed it less. So, so we had a good conversation about that. And then he's like, "Okay, we'll just you know have another one, but like s- stick like a carrot up your nose or something." I'm like, <laughs> block my senses. It was kind of funny, but yeah. So for the most part, it's it's back to normal. Been enjoying okay. my food again, which is great. We we were for the for probably a week straight having the same dinner every because I was just like, I don't want to put all this effort into cooking because I won't be able to taste it, uh, which. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we did. So we were able to have some really, really good meals over the past couple couple days. But yeah, man, it's it's good. So I'm I'm ready to. I've been smoking a lot today. We someone in the the Discord, uh, our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club, which actually a new episode just launched live today on the YouTube channel. It's how to use Discord. It's finally here. I know. Sue me. It, it took too long for that to come out, but it's basically a detailed process on how to make an account and then really navigating through specifically our discord server not discord as a whole i mean it's pretty much one and the same but i was very you know tailored to the to the pipe smoking so it's a good video to watch even if you're a member uh, you might pick something up but but today in the discord we were actually talking about how i was smoking a lot uh someone someone had sent me a message they said how many how much do you smoke a day how many how many pipes do you smoke a day and i was like uh i don't know i guess we'll find out and someone responded i already counted based on your posts inside the the club one cigar and and two pipes and this was at like, I had to have been like Noon. 10 a.m. Yeah, it wasn't even Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And then it ended up increasing. I think I had a couple more pipes throughout the day. And then I had one cigar on my walk. And yeah, it was, it was a lot. So today was definitely more than, than usual. But the dude, having this pup is cool, right? Like we, I just go on these walks and I get to enjoy the great outdoors and the great fine leaf, whether it's rolled into a, cigar or you know and packed into a pipe true 
Yeah, I I was able to get out with my buddy yesterday. Literally, one of the greatest things, and I need to do it more, is go go spend an hour with a friend. If you wow. if you have not done that recently, go do it. Go do is it. Is that like a lunch? Is that like a? Nope. It was after the kids went down. I texted my buddy. You know, last week I was like, "Dude, what are you doing Monday night? I just need chill with you for an hour and just kind of hang out." He actually found out recently that he his wife is pregnant uh, with their first kid. So it was really cool. I mean, I've known them for, we've known them for years and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he was actually able to grab some earthen dreams, which was pretty cool. And I kind of want to read what he, he had told me. Oh, wait, did he buy it from the episode? Um, For sure. And you know, he had got in and then he told me, he's like that pipe tobacco. I got hundred earthen dreams. Best I've ever had hands down wow. so which it was a big big thing and he brought it out yesterday which was really cool and um, nice it, it meant a lot to me because again he's a good friend and just kind of growing with him and in, in pipes and tobacco he brought out his cool meerschaum he's like gotta bring out the good stuff his nice meerschaum pipe nice. we got this okay. giant flintlock tamper i think it's it was probably about I don't know, four inches long. It was heavy. I was like, dang, this is crazy. So I, uh, yeah, I was just chilling. I smoked, I tried to smoke some eight state, which was pretty good. And, um, I had it in actually a Peterson pipe, which is great for our conversation in a little bit, but it was, um, I believe it was a system pipe. It was kind of that bent one. You, you've definitely a seen bent it. pipe. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen a bent, bent pipe before. <laughs> But um, ah, man, it was it was great. It's kind of one of my prettier pipes I have. If you know, if we were going out to a nice occasion, I would I would bring that with, you know, with a nice suit and everything. But it was great. It was great to just hang out with a friend. And here's a call to action: if you have a friend you've been thinking about lately, whether it's just you know a buddy or or whatever, just reach out to them, say hi. You know, I, I I find that I I haven't done that as much to a lot of my good friends lately, and you know. Not that there's anything crazy going on or or anything like that, but hey, sometimes it's just helpful to say hi to folks. So do that. Maybe it'll lead to you know a nice glass of Lagavulin and a good a nice. Nice pipe or cigar. So it's just really enjoyable to do that, man. Yeah, funny you bring that up, actually. I got a text from a, a good friend today who I went to school with, uh, one of my Norwich buddies, really, really good friends. Uh, and we just haven't really connected. And when we, when we are in the same state, we always make sure to normally mm. when he, he's from New York and I'm obviously from New England. So whenever we're back up in the Northeast for like the block leaves, we tend to go to probably Boston together, make link up for a day. But he texted me today and he asked me if I wanted to hang out, uh, maybe get coffee tomorrow. And that, that's when it, I was reminded that Oh, we're at the same duty station. Dude, Dude, literally, wild. I know. And like it, I felt bad because I was like, oh my gosh, we've not like hung out since I got here. You know, the last time we hung out, you you know, I mean, maybe not the last time, but it's just been, I, I, I remember telling your wife this yesterday. I was like, yeah, one thing I don't love about where we're at right now is I don't have a lot of close friends. Um, Like our friends from, you know, Washington, the Doyle's crew that we talk about all the time. Those were, you know, just, we were all every weekend we were hanging out, but I just don't have that. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, I have one of my closest friends from school 
in this damn two of them actually so i gotta i gotta connect with that but he he did reach out and he's like hey let's just go get coffee you know during during your lunch i'm off tomorrow i know you have you, know, you, you can go grab some coffee for lunch you're doing it anyway you're posting about it so right uh, yeah so we're, we're gonna go do that tomorrow which will be you know pretty sweet but that's awesome yeah man think, things have been pretty solid now that i'm you know back on the mend and yeah with uh i, I can't believe how well received this little discord video is going man like yeah. people have been popping into the damn channel you know with only at the time of recording I mean, this aired you know we're recording this on tuesday uh before this episode goes live and this aired at 4 p.m so we're only four-ish hours later and only has 200 views not a ton but there's been like such a massive amount of like click through to the discord like which is a super percentage cool. like percentage of the views i think you're at you're probably at because we've had over twenty five people join, which is a significant amount in four yeah. hours. That's not yeah. common, very uncommon for that. And it's like, oh, twenty five people, like that's some some pipe club's entire population. You know what I mean? Well, like they that, say, they say like a I mean? business for you know the social medias and stuff. Like if you were to sell a product, only one percent. Yeah, will, click through, right? Will yeah. click through. Yeah, like that's that's the standard. So if you're getting 1%, that's good. So I don't know what, I'm not a math guy, even though I'm in finance, but whatever <laughs> the number 25 to 30 is of about 200, it's, it's a lot more than 1%. Yeah, man. It's, you know, we're, we're looking at, it's, it's almost 13%, which is a lot. Like yeah, in the first yeah, four I'd, hours. Yeah. In the first four hours. So like, that's not, you know, tooting one's own horn, but that just goes to show like how valuable all aspects of social media are like mm-hmm. there are people who hear you say oh this is this is you know join our discord listen to our podcast yeah but like okay, when yeah. you Roger, when you okay. show them on honestly i'm only seven minutes into the video and i didn't know about the notifications thing on discord i like i i just turned them off on my phone like i didn't actually oh, turn okay. them off in the app so having Ooh. it like yeah. yeah so like i learned something literally me the one one person who yeah you has been there the since the beginning second guy <laughs> the second guy literally you know i i learned something new in the first seven minutes of the video so i don't know what the rest has in store i think it's obviously going to be really good and probably a lot of stuff that i know but i'm going to continue to watch it because i literally might learn something and just having this pipe club though i'm not as super involved you know as i should be realistically I think what's great about this this pipe club is that it's has a sort of like um it's its own ecosystem. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like it it feeds itself, it you know, trims what it needs yeah. to here and oh, there. Yeah. It doesn't it, it's 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 a self-sufficient is is what I was going for, uh system. And just want to give a huge shout out to our sole moderator, Stacy. Um Ooh, you know, she's, soul no more. Soul no more. Soul no Let's more. So when we got the 25 plus people, uh, back this up real quick. G- g- let's finish with your, your shout out to Stacy though. I'll, uh, she is the sole moderator, but no more. Only because I, once I saw the 25 plus people, I was like, okay, this could be not, I don't want to say a problem, right? Like, it's not like you have moderators to stop problems or prevent problems. You just have them to moderate, right? That's not a, that's a neutral. They're a lawful neutral kind of thing. And so, we, I, I was like, we probably need more than just one. And you're technically one. 
I think your color is green, but the, if you ever see someone with a green name, it is a moderator. But we just we just upgraded. We just got the achievement unlocked Xbox 360 style. Uh, Kirk Keener, uh, Captain oh. Kirk, he's got a YT. Yeah, a member of the YTPC, man. Uh, he's been super, super active, and he knows the system. He learned it. I don't know if he was in Discord before, but if, if he wasn't, he absolutely took the time to learn and, and chat and engage and answer questions and share feedback and make user submissions he's i mean he's a really good friend of ours and you can go back to our last episode of the chicago pipe show uh where we are what's up in smoke anyway where i we just had like the one of the best times with him and like yeah this bear hug when we when we first met and i can't wait for the second one but yeah so i just actually just promoted him and i'm looking to potentially add a couple more the green yeah there he is moderator green name the moderator title so uh i'm 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 Toying around with like maybe a like a, a, a brief application because I would like to add Ooh. a couple more. Um, and, and typically what the moderator does, I just want to make sure that we're chatting the right channels, not being you know racist and you know mean and horrible. <laughs> everything in between. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, everything in between. So it's you know it's like a you know another day at work, but uh, yeah. So that that was that was really really cool, but it, it felt needed. You know, I was just like, yeah, you never know, because because with. The YouTube, you know, when we pitch this, right, it's new. We hear it on the show. We, we kind of talk about it as like another Facebook group, like the, the more modern Facebook group. And I think that's actually disingenuine uh, when we're when we're talking about it now, because once you go to this video and you actually watch it, you see like, whoa, this is like a very dynamic and personal and just yeah. hub. It's just a great hub of content and discussion and camaraderie and friendship. So once we put that on the screen you know a lot of people are like oh wow this seems way cooler than what i thought it was uh but yeah with that i'm sure you know it's a free video and it's a free link that anyone can join i i in my heart 100 percent believe anyone listening if they join they listen to this podcast and they join you're you're good people but you know a youtube right. video can come up across anybody and you know so anyway so a huge shout out to stacy for holding it down up until 815 members and then uh, from 815 plus i, I need oh, to add another so <laughs> that's awesome man and uh yeah i love that great great people there great moderators and it, that's what's great about the discord is it truly is a pipe club you'll find a lot of you know yeah. we have a lot of channels that don't relate to pipes and that's but that's a pipe purpose. club that's a pipe yeah. club and it, we do it whatever. on purpose so many great stuff if you haven't watched the youtube video Go watch it. Again, I haven't watched the whole thing, so I assume you get into every, not necessarily every topic in detail, but people get to see kind yeah, of exactly what's going on there. And uh, yeah, man, I love it. I've I've tried to be, eh, tried very loosely to be a little more active. And No, uh, I've, I've been seeing it. I've been yeah, seeing it, man. It's a like a, It's like a text message, right? So it's that you can ignore it's a text message that you can or you can check this yeah. app and it's all these text messages and you can respond to the ones you want or or not so we encourage folks to we've had i had a couple of folks uh comment on the youtube video like hey been a member of the discord for a very long time love what you guys are doing there never send a message never will uh, <laughs> but you know lurkers for Literally. life kind of thing and that's fine right uh but one of, one of the highlights that i had talked about was the what's it called the the pipe spotting uh, mm, I yeah, love that channel fun. and on Instagram it's a big big kind of hashtag pipe spotting movement where 
if you see a pipe in a film or in a newspaper or some kind of old ad antique store, whatever you would kind of not, maybe not like for sale at an antique store, but on some kind of vintage signage or whatever that would go into the, this pipe spotting on Instagram. Well, here we have our own channel. So you can just scroll through and see where pipes are showing up both in pop culture and history and you know, so on and so forth. But actually, you know, as we kind of transition out of, you know, the discord, I did want to make a, one huge mention of a, an awesome pipe spotting that really wasn't even a pipe spotting. It was pretty much just a YTPC, but it's also not a YTPC. Uh, and that's our good friend, uh, Pied Monicus. Uh, he is a pipe guy. Not only is he drop dead gorgeous, you know, he's yeah. like the modern. <laughs> kind of like, like, I like I would a, say, man, honestly, like Indiana Jones, bro. There we like, go. Yeah. And, and here's the more. thing. I'm not I'm not gonna let producer wife near Piedmonicus because producer wife loves Indiana Jones. There we go. So I'm just that makes I'm sense. just saying that. If you're listening, Nate, it's just gonna be the boys hanging out in the future. <laughs> nah, he he's a, he's just a wonderful human and he's been very, very active in the Discord. So these are the kind of people that you'll meet uh when you're in this club and it you become friends, right? Just like a traditional pipe club. I became friends with folks at the Seattle Pipe Club that I still keep in touch with every now and then. But that's this. Every single day you can you can interact with some of these people. But yeah. uh, you know, he's raising a he's he just had a daughter, right? And mm-hmm. him and his, you know, he's married and has a wife. But in his mean meantime, in his fun time, in his spare time, he is a pipe guy through and through, so much so that he has been working on his passion project, which is film, uh, or at least some kind of like action film movie, YouTube episode y kind of ordeal. He has a long dream goal of making a real film just like us but probably collaboration coming at some point in time but (laughs) but he has this uh the series and i want you guys all to check it out if you could it's called adventures of wanderers and this is uh he dropped this in the youtube channel the ytpc even though it wasn't necessarily it's not a pipe smoking youtube channel but it is a awesome fun energetic almost you would almost think like a fan-made film you know, it's yeah. just it's him with a camera and his buddies with and they choreograph this season of of episodes, uh, which I think there's three seasons and now they're they're relaunching and they're trying to get more down. But I don't even know how he did half of this stuff. It's just it's awesome. And it's so awesome. Yeah. So it's basically this like modern day Indiana Jones who is a pipe smoker. So we love seeing when he's smoking pipes. We love seeing when he's smoking cigars and he's just kicking ass and taking names, <laughs> breaking necks and cashing checks uh, while smoking a pipe. and. You know, it's just a really, really fun thing. And I know that, you know, I I mean, just by living vicariously through you, him having a child, it's not the easiest. So for him to go out there and, you know, like I'm talking, he's got like costumes. He's like, this is the real deal. Uh, So it's called Adventures of Wanderers. And their their latest episode had just launched probably uh, maybe a month ago, uh, if that. And I know this is something that must have taken so, so long, a lot, a lot of work to put in. And man, it's just fun. So I, I would encourage you guys to go check it out. You know, there's, there's pipe smoking in there, and that's 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 awesome. I love it. He's he's going to be, you know, the feature of our next pop smoke. You know, when he hits it, when he hits the big bucks <laughs> and he hits the the, the big, uh, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know what I mean? He'll he'll be our big pop smoke for, um, you know, the next little segment we do. I love it. Yeah, man. I I watched that video. We actually watched it together, which was really we did. Cool. Yeah. Um, I did, which was super wholesome, but it was, go ahead. it was, but, uh, no, it was, it was great. I, I remember thinking, uh, we actually talked about it on a walk. We we're like, 
how do we do it? How do we do this? Because at that moment, or maybe it was the next day, we relived some of our own high school videos that we had. Uh, yeah, we this... talked about it too. And he, he, he was yeah. like, I got to see this. I know. I know. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll show one day. But, it, but everything he did in his film is short. I mean, this is like, a, I think it's like six or seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very, I mean, again, it's a little small episode, but everything he did is what we tried to accomplish in film miserably. But yeah, it was just uh, really great to see the pipe smoking and, and to see a good friend and just dude, this is our hobby, right? This is our passion. It was really awesome to kind of watch someone else, someone within our pipe club, that galactic get pipe pipe club, see their passions and, and so many other people too share their passions through the writing channel, through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any, any of the other hobby channels, uh, video game, like there's just so much there where we can all kind of get to know each other. And I don't know, man, just feel like you're part of a pipe community outside of just listening to, you know, the show, which, you know, there's, this is going to be, you know, the, the amount of people who listen to this and are like, are like, hell yeah, all for it, brother. Still going to just listen. Don't care. <laughs> you know, there, there's a place for you guys too, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it's all special. It. And that's that's the best part about piping, man. It's pipe as you please kind of world. It really is. But you know what's awesome about pipes is the fact that we get to meet up with each other. IRL, yeah. Events in real life. And guess what? There's one coming in two days of this episode going live. That is the Smitty Cigar Lounge event, January 20th from 12 to 6 p.m. That's when the actual event goes on. But spend some bucks at, at Smitty's, uh, maybe grab some some pints while you're there. And definitely what you want to do is bring some money to buy some stuff from the great vendors that will be there, the great artisans as well. We got uh, a lot of great folks coming. Nate King, Jared Coles, Kevin Foster, Stephen Cashwell, Reed Robertson. We got Ed Graves from Dark Fired. Bradley Gant from BG Woodworks. There's going to be a slow smoke going on, a little tamper exchange, some aged tobacco sample bar, which uh, you know we got to indulge in in uh, the su- last summer, which was awesome. There's going to be a raffle for a pipe set. If you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead to at the Pipery on Instagram. Uh, there's a few messages or uh, posts on there about the raffle. You don't actually have to go to the show to enter the raffle. There's, I think like $2,000 worth of pipes and, and gear that are going to be given away. Tickets are $10. Go check out Dave's Instagram again at the Pipery for all of that information. But the big thing that's going to be happening in real life, smoke seminar by get piped about, uh, but some history of Peterson, which is perfect because, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about that a little bit today, but, uh, yeah, kind of before we get into that, Adam, was there anything you kind of wanted to talk about with the Smitties coming up? This is one of those low-key shows that I don't feel like there's not like a lot of nerves and I don't know how to word this, man, but like when I go to the Chicago's or the Vegas's, there's like a lot of, I want to say pressure, not to buy anything, not to be there, not to meet people. I don't know. There's just some kind of weird, anxious excitement pressure on me because it's such a massive event and it's one of those things where it's like we got to do everything we got to see everything maybe that's what it is but when it comes to the, this event which well this will be my third time they they do wow yeah. typically they're trying to do i mean hell happened last year you can go listen to it as it unfolded live but we had a january uh, edition and then we also had uh, the july edition which there will be another one this summer but but either way so this is our third time at least my third time going and 
man, I'm so excited because I don't have that anxious pressure. I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm I feel very comfortable there. I've only I've only been there three times, or excuse me, two times. But this third time, I really do feel that it's kind of like a home base. This the Smitty Cigar. It's just a wonderful little location. I'm really looking forward to sitting down, hanging out, smoking, and and not worrying about traveling across the damn world. Uh, True, you know, like like you do at a Chicago or uh, you know a, a Vegas International Pipe Show. But yeah, this this smoke seminar, I guess, is kind of like an anecdotal. Uh, we had this conversation. Mm. We'll talk about the difference between the two once we get into the primary <laughs> topic today. But but yeah, we're doing a little bit of a history on Peterson, and, and I want to confirm before we get super deep into the main topic. Give me a little bit different. There's going to be some overlap, but this will be probably your consolation prize for the folks who cannot attend. Uh, you'll get a little bit of this, but it will be a different kind of seminar or, I mean, it is going to be a legitimate seminar, maybe not a branded get pipe smoke seminar, but I'm very excited, man. It's going to be about Peterson and I've, I have a lot of love for those guys. You guys know it. Uh, yeah, we're just, we're just super, super excited, man. But before we get into the actual episode, we got one more thing we got to mention. This is a big one. This is a this is huge actually. It is a red alert. Red alert. We're you know the the emoji that you got the the red siren. There's another meetup coming up. You probably haven't heard of this one because we're announcing it for the first time here. This is the Sutliff meetup. The the Get Lift. The Get Lift meetup <laughs> because Get Piped is going to be at Sutliff Saturday. February 3rd from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Sutliff factory. We got the keys to the castle. We are we do. the king to the king of the castle, king of the castle. This is like Six. when a DJ gets or the 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 artist gets to take over the DJ spot yeah. for like a 3-hour period. That's us. Yeah. You know we, the, we got the you, keys to the castle. <laughs> have you seen have you seen uh, Will Ferrell when he like DJ that is like child's college or something he just pulled up put the headphones on got the sunglasses like oh yeah yep so funny that's that's gonna be us come hang with us y'all 600 purdue ave richmond virginia uh we will be there i'm actually tentative on being there literally as of time of recording we may know in the coming days whether i'm 100 gonna be there there's just a couple things that need to fall into place but uh yeah, we are super excited to be doing this. Come hang with us. Come smoke and joke with us for a few hours. And got something cool. Got a little try before you buy going on here. There's a couple blends that you will be able to try while you're there. The first one is a micro batch that I don't know if it's even been announced not, yet. It is not. And we're announcing it, it right now. And we're here. announcing it right here, right now. It's a new micro batch from Sutliff. There's a Blackthorn. Shiliac? Am I saying that? Nope. Correct? Horribly no. wrong. I am so bad. Go ahead, Irishman. <laughs> uh, Blackthorn Shillelagh. Shillelagh. Uh, <laughs> which you would never know if you looked at the spelling. But ah, um, so bad. Uh, Jeremy's yeah, punching the air right now. He is. He is. But basically, <laughs> man, but then, then again, he's, I mean, you're an American. I mean, I'm an American, I but you know, I have a little bit more. But but yeah, man, the if you didn't love the Peterson drop of the 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 2020 for St. Patrick's Day pipe, you might like the drop of the Sutliff 2024 St. Patrick's Day tobacco called Blackthorn Shillelagh, which will be mega constricted. Uh, so yeah. we're calling this like a micro batch. It's, ain't a yeah, small it's close batch. to the Krampus. 
It's right Very around, close. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, we don't have the numbers right now. I'm yeah. sure we. I'm sure he's told us, but you know, let's yeah, just go have I'm, some fun and go figure it out together. Nice. Yes, do that. And uh, there is going to be another, you know, uh, batch, another tobacco you could potentially try, and that is the Pipe Force Episode One. Uh, that's going to be released on February 13th. The Blackthorn will be released on February 6th. As of our last, you know, reconnaissance and uh, information that we got from Sutliff. So come hang with us. Put it on your calendars February 3rd from 3 to 6 p.m. It's a little later, but, you know, we'll hang out. We'll do some smoking. We'll do some joking. You know, we'll probably probably some more info coming out on the social medias in the next couple of weeks. But uh, it's going to be a good time. You do not want to miss that. But thank you all for smoking and joking with us. And of course, for all your support of the Get Pipe podcast. It truly means so much. We we keep getting, we've got some some more Apple reviews that are that are pretty great. They're oh, rolling in. Okay. The, the Apple review folks are still behind. You are falling farther and farther behind the Spotify reviews. But you know what? We got another one here. This is from Wyatt McDonald. Uh, he says, Get Piped is my go-to podcast. I'm able to listen in on Thursday mornings to get my weekly doses of laughter and pipe knowledge. I love the long-form content and how you guys are able to entertain for hours on end. Nick and Adam, keep up the good work. Wishing you pipe it. happy piping to both of you. So thank you, Wyatt. That means a lot. Y'all, go go smash that. I'm going to say smash that like button. Go go do the reviews on Apple. Um I'm I'm Spotify gang, but you know what? You know, if we get a little more support on the on the Apple. Side, yeah, I might actually start listening on Apple. I might, I might. <laughs> I just might. But what's funny is Apple is still our most downloads. It's just the people who yeah. are listening on Apple aren't doing the the ratings and the reviews. It, it it's quick. If you're if you want to do a one star, you don't like the show, you know, just don't just don't say anything. But if you got that five star, hit us up. Let us know. And uh keep sending us your segments. We got some some great ones on the back burner here that we're gonna be doing. And uh don't forget to do all your ratings, all your reviews, all your followings, so you never miss an episode at 4 a.m. every Thursday. But we got a great show planned this week with another edition of Anecdotal. And following our primary topic, we'll get into some some more blind rankings. It's been a been a new favorite Ooh. of a lot of folks. Yeah. And then we'll get into some Ask Adam Anything. Hell yes. Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. Now, before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you to take a deep breath, savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please. Well, folks, we got a another edition of Anecdotal. This is a great series that is kind of a, a good informational series. We kind of look look back on history a little bit, and this is historical events in pipe smoking. And I, I'm going to say it all, always involves a pipe smoking thing or someone that smoked pipes historically, and it's different from smoke seminars because we're not actually like teaching you how to do something or, you know, about a specific tobacco blend. This is historical in a sense. So we look at and learn uh, about 
the information and the history of events. So go go back, check out the Get Pipe Bookshelf, uh, search anecdotal to do that. And you know that that phrase, this this series title, is a combination of two words. It's anecdote and dottle. For those of you who don't know, dottle is a little ash that's left at the bottom of your bowl after you kind of smoked it down. And uh, you know, Adam Adam came up with this because an anecdote I'm so is so proud a, of this. So proud because. You know, we have an anecdote. This is a, a shorter, amusing, interesting story about a real incident or person. In this case, we're we're, it, we're going to be probably leaning more so on the interesting and informational side about uh, about this stuff. So, Adam, what do we got today for our anecdotal series? Today's edition of anecdotal is going to be about Peterson, right? So you guys can tell it's in the title, uh, but but specifically, I wanted to give like a little bit of a treat to you folks, as I had mentioned just a moment ago, uh, to the folks who couldn't actually go to the Smitty Cigar event that's happening in just a couple days from now. But it is going to be a version of the seminar that I will be giving over uh, at, at the event, but not quite. So just know that if you're listening to this on the way to the event, hey, you're not going to, we're not going to be beating any dead horses over here. Uh, so, but specifically for this episode, I do want to talk about uh, you know, what do we do with our anecdotal series, right? We 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 focus on it of an event that kind of changed the course of pipe smoking, uh, or, or rather had a significant impact within the pipe smoking world. And when it comes to Peterson, there's so many different things we can do, which is great for having a pipe smoking podcast because we can talk about this forever. Uh, there, I have endless topics of anecdotals that we can do, um, and and that's that's just thinking about Peterson alone, but. But for this particular episode, we're going to be focusing in, in uh, zeroing in on that that Peterson system pipe, a very polarizing shaped pipe within the pipe community. There are actually currently four forms of the Peterson system pipe. But before we get deep into that, uh, we are going to touch a little bit on the history of Peterson as a whole. Uh, it's not going to be a super in-depth history, just kind of a brush, brush, broad brush stroke over uh, the, the beginning, the origins of uh, Peterson. Who is Peterson? What's Cap? What's Cap and Peterson? Who's Charles? Is he Irish? We'll get all into that in this edition of Anecdotal. But right off the rip with our Anecdotal series, this is a history, right? So I've always actually talked about how our smoke seminars uh, being like a pipe, our, our equivalent of a pipe smoking 101 was our first real information first entertainment second series. That's actually not quite right, right? Because we have the Anecdotal and Anecdotal takes a look at history which is absolutely informational based first. So I hope you guys are entertained by this, but I am happy to visit back, uh, you know, our, our first iconic information based series, audio series. And with that, I'm an enthusiast, man. I'm a Peterson enthusiast. I am extremely enthusiastic with everything that's going on with uh, the Peterson factory uh, from both the history perspective and my own history's perspective. But I want to make it clear that, again, enthusiast not an expert. Now, I think that's important. It's not because I'm trying to discount the things that I might say. Everything I'm going to tell you is going to be true. But if you really want an expert, you got to go and get your hands on an iconic book within the pipe smoking sphere. And that book is called The Peterson Pipe, The Story of Cap and Peterson. Now, this book was written by a true expert, an absolute scholar within pipe smoking and just writing and academics in general. That's Mark Irwin. Mark Irwin has been known as the Peterson guy. He's also fa very famous in the community for uh, his web series. It's like a, a, a an online blog, which is called Peterson Pipe Notes. 
you've probably learned a lot about Peterson Pipes from some of those articles. Maybe you didn't know you were on his website, but there's a whole collection of now almost 400 articles and counting, which was essentially a a supplementary piece to his book, right? He was like, I have all this information uh, for this Peterson Pipe book, and it'll take a long time to put this information together, but actually have so much additional information that's, that's so nitty gritty that I, I can't put it in the book. So that's when uh, the, the Peterson Pipe Notes blog was essentially formed, or at least that was the reasoning behind it. And and to this day, you know, I think they just posted an article about the 2023 uh, St. Patrick's Day holiday pipes from Peterson. Uh, so very, very active. And yeah, doctor of pipes, He's he's done it all when it comes to Peterson. He's seen it all. And uh, yeah, he he is the absolute expert. So I encourage you to go check out Mark Irwin's book, uh, The Peterson Pipes Story of Captain Peterson. It is a bit pricey. You can get it on smokingpipes.com or from Vermont Freehand. This is one of my most prized Peterson collections, to be honest, outside of my rare Petersons. This is just a beautiful work of art. And I've learned so, so much about Peterson. I've, I've developed my appreciation towards Peterson, which I do hope to share with you uh, through this podcast over the years to come. Uh, to to try to convey and explain that appreciation that the things I picked up from that particular book and you've already picked up on some of it throughout the past you know 106 episodes or whatever uh, but but that is really the foundation and it's just it's just so well made and well put together his wife was you know the the architect I guess who put put the book together in terms of its design and and it's just it's just a beautiful piece of uh you know P- Peterson in in really pipe smoking history but. Yeah, a little bit of a hefty price at $65, but this thing is massive. It's it's a hardcover book, and they might have done a, a, a soft cover, but mine's this massive hardcover book. I'm talking, this is like a coffee table, uh, you know, book that'll just sit there, and it's a kind of a pretty piece. Uh, mine doesn't sit on my coffee table because I can't risk it getting any coffee stains. That was a joke, and it was a bad joke. I don't even have a coffee table, but... Uh, anyway, this this is the guy you want to go to. And that's Mark Irwin. So, but for me, you're here for the enthusiast man, and I'm really excited to get into this particular anecdotal about Peterson's system pipes. One of which that I'm actually relatively new to, uh, at least in terms of my understanding, and and that's kind of what the Peterson pipe book and some of these articles online from Peterson pipe notes, and also smoking pipes and other various articles written on uh, Pipes magazine. Like, there's just so much literature out there uh, that isn't necessarily in the form of book. While we have our awesome pieces of, of uh, history in the form of books, there's so much we can learn about the history of uh, the system pipes and Peterson as a whole. And, I mean, you can extrapolate this to anything, right? But but just these online articles, like I've really learned a lot about my system pipes uh, as of late just by, by reading and learning. Uh, and of course, smoking them, looking at them, saying, wow, this is really awesome, seeing how it works, looking at it in its insides. Um, and then, you know, I have, of course, visited the factory, learned more about it there. But but my point is I'm developing my understanding, my appreciation, and I'm really excited to talk about this particular piece. So, but before we get directly into the system, let's talk about Captain Peterson, right? What What is that? Is it Captain Peterson? We see uh, the K and the P on the, the silver works, on the nickel work. And it's, it's wh- who are these guys? Which one is which? Who owns it? Why is it all called the Peterson pipe now, yet they still have the K. So essentially, Peterson, the company, when I say Peterson, we're going to refer to not the current name, we're going to refer to everything, just everything that you know is the Irish pipe making company. So this is the oldest uh, continuously operating pipe factory in existence. You know, they're they're still crushing it. They've been crushing it pretty much since the day they opened their doors. 
uh, and they they produce a very iconic pipe. And the reason this is so iconic, right, is because it's inherently Irish, and the inherently Irish part is the Peterson system pipe, right? And 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 of course, with that is the P lip, which has been translated over to other pieces by Peterson, other types of pipes, not just the system pipes. But overall, Peterson pipes have an Irish design. And that Irish design started, of course, by way of generally European pipe making, namely the English, but then developed into something special. And it's a very muscular style pipe, a little bit larger in terms of bowl size and chamber size, tubular shanks, and in some honest metalwork. Today, we might think of something different, right? At this point in time, some 150 years later, Peterson has such a wide range of pipes. And it's almost not true to say that Peterson pipes are muscular and tubular and always have metal on them, right? Like these, this was their history, right? That is the origin of the Peterson pipe, the origin of the Irish Marks approach to pipe making, but I found myself thinking about this today, actually, and I'm, I'm going a little bit off uh, you know, our, our script, if you may. And I, I was smoking a very small Peterson pipe. And whenever I read an article about an, uh, a series release, maybe it was the 2024 uh, St. Patrick's Day pipes or, or whatever it is, they'll give you all of the shape sizes. And, and there's been a catalog, uh, so obviously, since the, the dawn of, of Peterson, where they've kept the shapes and, and their sizes, and it's all cataloged in, in numbers, right? So you look at something like the 313 or something, or the 314. Let's go with the 314. Shape 314 is like a traditional shape in the in the sense of the the word, oh, the, the, the overarching shape. But when it comes to the actual pipe nomenclature 314, it's not as typical, or at least it wasn't historically as typical for the Irish, right? Not for, for Peterson. So what it is, it's it's basically a, a a beautiful bent pipe. It's one of their lightest billiards in in their their repertoire of pipes. It still has its overall stoutness, I guess, but it's just a smaller form of what the Irish would traditionally do. And and I think traditionally, like that, this is where I was coming to the to the thought. I, I I've had this problem where you guys know I I typically like a smaller form pipe. I'm I'm a lot different than you know episode one, episode one, episode two, you know up to probably. 30 I, I was very into small pipes ones that fit in the hand you could pretty much close your hand on a thing pretty much a pocket pipe uh, I, I would always talk about how i loved clenching but then i started to find that i really loved tobacco and i had uh, this one uh, very beautiful dairy uh, or maybe it's a donegal pipe uh, this this freaking beautiful chocolate coffee colored pipe and it was in one of peterson's smaller forms and i'm, I'm going to come back to the 314 in a second but uh, I ended up trading it or selling it. Actually, sell it to a listener, Dennis. Shout out to you, man. And he's like, "Oh hell yeah, a pipe from Get Piped. Sign me up." Uh, and he loves the thing. But but I got rid of that pipe not because I didn't love the shape or the color or the Irishness of the pipe. It's just because the chamber was too small. And I've been finding that over time, I prefer a larger chamber for my my car drives for my pup walks nowadays. Um, for just sitting outside, right? I just I just want a larger chamber. And, man, dude, a large chamber is easy to pack. Well, that's what Irish is great for. The Irish are great for a larger bowl. That's that's typically what you think of when you think about Peterson. But, but at the same time, I found that I have a large collection, or I've at least gone through a large collection of these smaller form Peterson pipes. 
And it made me think about that word traditional. They're, they're traditionally made a certain way. And I think nowadays that's changing. I'm really off script with this because this is kind of like a big brain moment, but I really do think that the the traditional Peterson is almost no longer tradition, right? The tr- traditionally, they were big and large and 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 cuby and and tubular and stout and strong and just boisterous. And nowadays, we have something like the the Peterson uh, specialty pipes, which are very mini. You have the tankard, you have the calabash. There's so many different masculine shapes that they used to do and now do stew in a smaller form. And I would almost argue that that is the evolution of Peterson, right? I'm not saying that it is moving towards smaller pipes. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it's no longer right in maybe these smoking pipes articles to say, this is their traditional look. This is what they're known for. Are they? I mean, maybe historically, and maybe I've only been in the game for about like six, seven, eight years or whatever, at least smoking the pipes anyway. Uh, but, but, I, I'm seeing something a little bit different, right? When we we look at these these drops of the, I keep bringing up the St. Patrick's Day because it's right around the corner, but the Christmas pipes, the Halloween pipes, the the pipe of the years, they're maybe not the pipe of the year, but 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 typically they come in such an array of sizes and shapes, and a lot of them are small because small pipes are a preferred mechanism for smoking, right? People don't have a ton of time to smoke pipes these days. When they do, uh, you know, they they prefer something that is pretty and fits in the hand or maybe a coat pocket. And I don't know, it's, this is just kind of a thought I had. But but as we go back to the 314, uh, this this 314 shape is is one of their smaller pipes, right? But it's still the general system shape. Uh, most of the system shapes are, are, are generally the same. That's that's a generalization. So don't shoot me when you find you know, they're, they're straight systems or whatever. And yeah, they're generally like a bent billiard uh, with some flair to it. And my point is the 314 has been in production for decades, right? This is a very old shape. And like when we have so many editions of uh, the, the Peterson Jr. series coming out, like our, or the, the Peterson Short Armies, uh, we had the Peterson Outdoorsmen, we had the Peterson Sports Pipes. These are all small form pipes, and what I think they're able to do, what I think is the true meaning of like Peterson's tradition is like a, the the muscular, the, the word muscular is such a good word for it because it doesn't necessarily mean big. I have a lot of small, not a lot, but I have several small, I'm putting air quotes on small, uh, Peterson pipes that you might think are big, big because they're strong, they're, they're, they have a voice and that that's what Peterson is known for. Uh, but but like the 314 is it's an old design, but they've been doing it a small for they've been doing small form versions of their their classic shapes for forever. Uh, so I don't know that that was kind of my point on the the change of Peterson. But let's not talk about the changes. Let's actually talk about what we're supposed to in this anecdotal. And that is, uh, you know, the, the system itself. And before we can get really into the system, uh, thanks for bearing with me, guys. Let's talk the Peterson history, man. Who is Cap? Who is Peterson? When did it all begin? Well, the roots began sometime in 1850, around 1850, when two brothers, uh, they were the Cap brothers, they started selling uh, tobacco and pipes pretty much from like a like a cart. We're talking oysters, clams, and cockles, Molly Malone. No, not really. But they had a small little organization thing going, and over time... This 
proved to be quite successful and they started making their pipes and branding their pipes as the Cap Bros or Cap Brothers as a company. And so that that all started generally around, you know, mid 1850s to the early early 1860s. That was the Cap Brothers company. Well, over time the the two brothers decided to kind of part ways and one of the brothers, Frederick, Frederick Cap, uh, moves over to Dublin. And in Dublin, he opens up a pipe shop. And that pipe shop, I'm sure you can guess what it becomes. Uh, but there he was just selling, you know, you know, a little bit of tobacco, a little bit of pipes. And this is in about, you know, the year 1874. And then he found that like, hey, I should, this is a lucrative business, right? <laughs> I should probably uh, add some uh, some additions, add some help to this because people are smoking uh, this is at a time when we had talked about in our last anecdotal man, uh, the, the birth of Briar. Well, Briar was exploding in this time period, you know, the 1870s, 1880s, into the 90s, and so so Frederick Cap says, "Let me let me add some uh, some folks to my business." So he hires a Latvian woodworker uh, and an engineer and pretty much just brainiac, just a guy. He was just the guy. He was the guy, right? You know, when in Puss in Boots when, what was that, Shrek, Shrek 2? Yeah, when <laughs> the dad or whatever goes to, to the bar and he's trying to hire the assassin and then the, the bartender, the, that lady man guy comes over and says, hey, who's the guy? <laughs> well, he's not a murderer or a hired thug, but, well, let's be honest, Puss in Boots was neither, neither of those things. He was, a, this is actually super wholesome. Post in Boots is one of my heroes, and so is Charles Peterson. The guy was Charles Peterson. So Charles Peterson, uh, a Latvian uh, immigrant, comes over to Ireland, and within like a year, year or two, few years of of the the original Cap store in, in Dublin being opened, he gets a job. He gets a position restoring old briars, restoring old pipes, and and cleaning up meerschaums and whatnot. You guys also got to think about that back then when. Uh, you know, Cap was working alongside his brother. Frederick was lo- working alongside his brother, George Cap. Uh, th- these guys were in the Meerschaum business uh, and, and also porcelain. They, they're they from uh, Germany. These are German immigrants. And then they move to London. They immigrate, emigrate to London. And that's where the 1850s-ish, 1860s-ish uh, story begins with the, the two brothers. Again, that's the Cap brothers. But but these guys are, are, are primarily working Meerschaum. And Meerschaum's going to continued to control the pipe market uh, until probably the late 1890s for the most part. But going back to our to our hero Charles Peterson, uh you know, just before we have those the Cap brothers, they established their venture somewhere in London. Uh they actually established, you know, the Cap brothers as a, as a company, but then they start their own separate entities, which I think they were still selling under the same name uh with George uh, Cap being pretty much primarily into uh the Meersham business, just hand carving Meershams. Uh, in in his shop, and while Frederick would would do do more op- major operational shop features from you know 1868 to that 1874, uh, running just a full retail of tobacco and, and pipes, uh, and then in of course 74, that's when he moves to Dublin, and that's when we get our character. We meet history Charles Peterson. He he he's a craftsman, like I said, he's an engineer. He's a, he's a bright guy. And he, he walks by the shop. I mean, this is all at this point pretty much hearsay. Walks by, says, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I could probably work there. And he ends up getting a job. And the thing about Charles himself is he was a visionary, right? So he was employed to refurbish, resell, refinish, restain, remake, re 
clean, green, just redeem the pipes. And that was both Meerschaum, Briar, and I'm sure other types of pipes. And then on the business side of it, uh, you know, Mr. Frederick Cap is, is running the whole ordeal. But while Charles was working there, restoring pipes and cleaning up pipes and fixing them, he spent such a great amount of time looking at them, studying them, learning about them, and trying to figure out what makes the best pipe. Because if you think about it, if, you're, if your job is to fix something that's broken, you probably pick up on the ones that have the least amount of problems or the ones that work just the absolute best. And from a guy who's always, you know, seeing broken pipes or pipes that need cleaning or repairing, you know, you're probably thinking, well, maybe these aren't it. What if we did one that didn't need repairs and didn't need to be, uh, you know, reborn and redeemed uh, again? And and that's where kind of the brain juices were flowing. So he was always in the mindset of helping the the his 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 uh, his partner, I guess, at this point, uh, Frederick Cap, assisting his employer. Well, my friends, that would eventually happen in 1890, just 15 years of, you know, doing all these repairs of, of probably hundreds and hundreds of pipes. Charles Peterson himself uh, comes up with a design, comes up with an innovative design that was actually accepted for patent. Now, this patent was titled A Certain New and Useful Improvement in Tobacco Pipes. And this patent was filed in his own name. So this is a Charles Peterson patent. This wasn't a cap patent. This wasn't a Cap and Peterson patent. This is a Charles Peterson patent through and through. And of course, that was our system pipe. Now, the design was what he called a system. He said the system is comprised of a, a draft hole that's higher than that of which you would normally drill for a pipe. It would also feature what he was calling a moisture reservoir, a, a second hole that was bored into the shank separately from the draft hole itself. And then over time, you would continue to apply for more additional patents. Uh, we're talking about a graduated board mouthpiece that was in 1891. And then just four or five-ish years later, he would work on getting a, a unique stem design, one that had this button and it would focus the, the smoke to the roof of your mouth. And that would be, you know, 1894, 1899-ish, 1898-ish. And that, of course, is the P-Lip. But through and through, he was a visionary, right? He, he wanted to improve pipe smoking. We've talked so many times about how there have been so many folks within the pipe world, uh, really the business world, who've tried to come up with ways to patent something about their pipes. It's, it's one of those things where a pipe is a quite, is, it's vastly beautiful and the architectural design is, is stunning and it's simple, but it's, but it's effective, right? And for you to come into play as a businessman and try to rework that, try to make it better, you know, it's it's not like not like the TV dinner, man. You know, you can't you, that can be improved, but the pipe there really wasn't room for much improvement, right? You you, you drill it pro properly, you drill out the the chamber properly, the draft hole, yeah, you, you make sure the stem fits properly within the shank. You think make sure everything's aligned and it, it smokes, right? That's that's pretty much the the gist of it. And and I'm not I'm not saying it's an easy task, but the the construction was definite. And so for for Peterson to come in and establish this patent that we're actually still using today is quite impressive, right? Because because as I had mentioned, there have been so many others to attempt this. Uh, maybe not the system itself, but to come up with these innovative designs, and they've all just fell by the wayside. We're talking way of the dodo. They just didn't work because. 
there was just not a lot of improvement to be made. But Peterson did, in fact, do some form of an improvement, at least one that was warranted of uh, everlasting design. But when it comes to the design, right, what, what was the purpose? Was Charles the guy who wanted to make a million dollars? No, no, he really wasn't. He, he actually approached this pipe-making system from a utilitarian sense. He wanted a pipe that would smoke cooler and drier. Those are the two things. I was actually on a, a lunt today, this evening, when it was damn 30 degrees out, 25 degrees out, something like that. And, uh, you know, walking my pup. And I filled a, uh, not a Peterson, which would have been very fitting for this particular episode, but I fill a, a Dunhill pipe, right? And it's one of my 1980s-ish Dunhills. It's a, it's a wonderful pipe. Uh, and I've never, ever had a gurgle. It's just a perfect pipe. Uh, until this walk where it was gurgling like crazy. And I couldn't help but think, man, I wish this was a system pipe. So maybe this was perfect, but but it was just a, a classic pipe design and probably because of the walking. Lunting is a difficult thing if you do it properly, or rather, it's difficult to do it properly. I was very clearly not doing it properly and my pipe was damn gurgling like a straw, a, a kid at a birthday party, the straw in the bar... Bir- birthday party. Uh, it was gurgling and I did not enjoy that. But but Peterson realized this. He realized people, uh, you know, especially back in the day where there were yeah, not a lot of cars around and everyone's walking, everyone's commuting, people are smoking. It's a smoking society. Uh, you know, pipes gurgle. And he was like, this is not cool. We need our pipes to be drier. They need to smoke cooler. And this is what I want. I'm not going to adorn this. This I'm not going to make this patent uh, something that has a, a pipe adorned with all of these extra frills and, and unnecessary gaudiness just to show its its beauty. I really want to come up with something that's practical for the pipe smoker, something that's just something that just works. That's it. So that's what he did. He came up with a design that relied on physics, right? That's it. No fancy tools or extra pieces needed to be added. It was just, how do we make this pipe work from the get-go? Well, Charles, knowing a little bit about physics and knowing a little bit about pipe smoking, he he put together the both the physics and like the natural, uh, you know, habits of a pipe smoker. And as they they're walking and smoking and talking, and their mouths get moist, and they produce saliva, and they're having conversations, and the weather's cold outside, it's hot inside, there's combustion. He put this all together, and that's where our design come from—a very practical design that that added a place in our bowl to store the the moisture that wouldn't affect the draft, wouldn't affect the draw. And I think that's the most special part about this, right? Is it worked? And and some people might disagree. And there's a little bit more to the practice of smoking a system pipe, which we won't actually get into this episode, but I, I think this could be, you know, for a wonderful conversation. I would love to have Mark, Mark Irwin on. Uh, I don't know if he would even do that, or maybe I can get him. He could probably, pro- I could probably get him to write to me. If, I mean, I'll write to him and, and get a response, but 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 my point is, this works, right? There are so many of these uh, uh, patents, patents in pipes that don't, you know, haven't survived this long, and, and other things that we just talked about, different stem materials, stingers, uh, buttons in the bottom of bowls, like there, there's so many things out there that just didn't work, but this one did, and it still works, right? So there's some legitimacy here. 120 years later, there's some legitimacy. 125 years at this point, we just celebrated the 125th anniversary of, uh, of the, the system pipe. But now that we have the vision, right, we have the, the design, let's talk about the elements that make up a system, right? Like a closer look at the pipe pieces. 
one of the most iconic bits of it is going to be the bit, right? The P-lip mouthpiece. Uh, so this this P-lip, if you guys aren't familiar, I'm sure many of you are, most of you are going to be familiar. It's the that button top stem that I was talking about that shoots the smoke up, whereas a traditional fishtail will shoot the smoke uh, back to the back of your throat. Uh, this has many purposes. I won't get into the, the, the nitty gritty of it, but uh, this feature of the system pipe is is one of the most polarizing for sure because some people can't stand the P-lip. You guys know me if you've been listening to the show for a long time. You know that I'm a, I'm big in on the, the P-lip. I like my pipes to be P-lips from Peterson because that's, that's the Peterson Irish design. Now you can still find some fishtail pipes, uh, system pipes out there. But one of the four cornerstone pieces of Charles Peterson's original uh, system design was this P-lip mouthpiece. That's that's how it was designed. So it's crucial to the function of the original system. Now, the second part, as we had talked about, right, so we're, we're kind of recapping, is the system drilling. This has got to be by far the most iconic and, and most well-known of all the system features. Uh, but this, this, I mean, you've probably seen the design, the original design, at least by Charles Peterson uh, in that 1890 patent. But as I had mentioned, it's got that higher draft hole and then that that moisture chamber. And like one of the biggest uh, fallacies that's that's kind of shared across the the pipe world and honestly pipe shops, right? They they talk about this this moisture reservoir and they're like, oh, this is where your pipe collects saliva. That is not true. That's not what Charles Peterson designed it to do. That's not what Charles Peterson thought the physics were going to do. And that's not what Peterson today designs those uh, those re- those reservoirs for. That reservoir is for all of the moisture from the combustion of of smoking a tobacco pipe. So the the moisture of a pipe, you know, like when when people say you're smoking wet, that doesn't necessarily mean you have the most saliva filled mouth. You might, and I could argue that it is smoking wet, but not in the sense of the tobacco. Your, your tobacco is very rarely going to see that. You know, a lot of the problems you're having with moisture is because of the elements is again, as we had mentioned just a second ago, the weather, uh, uh, the heat, and and too much heat, not enough tobacco, or, or too much tobacco that's too moist, or not dry enough at a per- perfect uh, moisture level. Like all of these things come together to make your pipe a moist thing, and that's why we have the pipe cleaner, right? The pipe cleaner, yeah, it does necessarily uh, you know clean all the the gunk and all that stuff, but but it does. You know, it's a, it dries, right? It, you throw it into your pipe and it, it's drying all that moisture. That's not really saliva. They also call it sometimes tobacco juices from, from, from the burning tobacco, right? So there, this is a moist operation. And Charles Peterson knew that, and that's what the moisture collection reservoir was for. And when you have a system that is constantly wicking away that moisture, you're also cooling the, the smoke as a whole. Because that moisture is what, incre- it's like a, a compounding effect, right? And, and a lot of the pipe makers will be able to explain this better than I can. But, but basically, when you have hot and it's, you know, now it's getting wet and your, your smoke's going to be hotter. I, I don't know. But the, the whole point was for get rid of the moisture uh, from the stem and the, the, the smoke would be cooler. And that's exactly why you have that draft hole drilled a little bit higher. So then we have that extra collection moisture reservoir. And, and all of the moisture will collect in that reservoir before even making its way to the stem. And honestly, this is probably where the 
muscular shape of Peterson came from because to have that higher draft hole, to have that extra real estate for uh, the, the, the reservoir, you need to have a little bit more of a boisterous pipe, right? There needs to be some inherent stoutness to the design of the outside briar. You need to have a lot of briar, enough briar for this to happen. And that's kind of where we see Peterson getting its shaping style and that that strong design, just like their people, right? Like the, the strong, boisterous makeup. But overall, this drilling process has remained unchanged. It is the exact same way. I watched them do this, and it was fascinating. Just the way Charles Peterson wanted it to be and designed it to be and patented it to be, they were doing the exact same way today, you know, 125 years later. Uh, it, was, it was very cool to see, kind of surreal now that, you know, we're, we're talking about the history about it, and I'm thinking about you know, looking at a man drilling both of these holes. Very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Now, this next part of the the system I had mentioned, uh, the, the patent in 1891, the graduated bore. This is one that actually is really never talked about when it comes to the system pipe. Everyone thinks about the the two draft holes or the, you know, the one draft hole in the, the, the reservoir. Uh, but the graduated bore is, is kind of, you know, quite interesting and it really required some thought uh, so basically it's, it's how the, the mouthpiece tapers, you know, I think it's from like a five millimeter to like a one and something, uh, millimeters, uh, at the P lip, right? So, so this, this general tapering has allowed the pipe to deny moisture. Uh, so this is, I'm actually reading this directly here from, uh, an article that smoking pipes wrote. They said, according to a 1987 Peterson ad, the unique graduated bore of the mouse of the mouthpiece made the suction 15 times weaker when it reached the tobacco chamber the ad continues so all the bitter tars and moisture float into the reservoir and could never reach the mouth so what that's saying is charles peterson is the goat uh, the greatest of all time and he, he used physics and the way pipe smokers smoke uh, to to design this uh, graduated bore so this is this is also part of the p lip but that's why you know, when we see that flare, the, that classical flare uh, right from the, the shank into that, that first part of the acrylic or, or vulcanite stem, you got that, that very little flare at the base. That's part of it. And, and that's why some of the stems might be large because you got to do that taper from the five millimeter to the one point something. So the whole idea is without this graduated bore, yeah, sure, the, the reservoir would still act as a reservoir. It just wouldn't be used as efficiently. Without the graduated bore, this isn't a proficient system, but it is, all because of this guy. And now as we come to the very last piece of the, the Peterson system pipe, uh, one of my favorites, probably my favorite, and that's the army mount. Uh, so the army mount is not a Peterson exclusive, it's not a Peterson patent, but what it is, is a, an integral piece of the, the, the system itself. So the, the army mount or the army cap or the metal cap you see on, on most pipes, it's not necessarily for, uh, you know, just an adornment for style, which it absolutely is. And we're big in, they're big in, I want artisans to do more of this. Uh, but, but, but essentially it's a, it reinforces uh, the, the, the mortise and in the shank, and that's like your weakest part of the pipe, right? Uh, the history behind that is, is, I guess, pipes were breaking in war and, and soldiers would be taking their tin or, or metal ration cans and, and wrapping their, their metal around the, the shanks to keep them protected. That's why we call it the army mount. 
that that's more you know side history but but the the function of it was was true right like we wanted to keep this piece protected but what it also does is it this this metal band or or, or cap it prevents the wood from expanding or warping uh, or, or even cracking from uh, the expansion with all this moisture and temperatures and you know going to wars and killing bad guys all of that stuff but but because this this mount is is stationary and it's 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 there for the system smokers can remove the stem at, at any point in the smoke during the smoke after the smoke before the smoke whenever uh to to clean it or and make sure it's 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 dry so this is more of a uh like a last ditch effort in a sense uh but but when it comes to the care of the actual system itself it, it's very convenient to be able to take your your pipe apart uh, and not worry about uh, the the stem getting loose or, or anything like that. So you know you're not going to damage the mortise by any means. Uh, and and also when you have these uh, these these caps or these these army mounts, uh, you'll you'll typically have like a push style tenon, uh, something that's just super super easy. And that as a whole kind of encompasses the 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 Peterson the Charles Peterson system design, right? He wanted it to be efficient. He wanted you to be able to clean it. He wanted you to be able to smoke it in any day, any time, any weather, anywhere, any who, any what, any when, anywhere, any sometimes how, and not have to worry about the damn thing getting wet or moist or gurgle or hot or unpleasant. That's what Charles did, man. That's what Charles did 125 years ago. And he, he rocked it. He, he knocked it out of the park. Sayonara. See you later. Can I borrow a calculator? A C A L Q later? <laughs> yeah, and and the rest is history, man, right? Literally history. 125 years later. So, uh 1890 was not 125 years ago, it was a little bit more than that, but uh as I'd mentioned, the the initial patent for the system was uh, in 1890, right? And then subs- and then subsequently the the rest of the patents fell into place and the the system was essentially completed in 1898 so you know 125 years later would have been what 2023 which is why we saw an influx of awesome pipes from peterson our good friends over there and i was actually able to pick up a 125th anniversary peterson system pipe uh, from the grafton street well not grafton the nassau street but it, it was very wholesome and it's very wholesome now looking back as i conclude this anecdotal uh, in just a few minutes and i get ready to do a little presentation about, you know, maybe not necessarily just system pipes, uh, but but a little bit overarching Peterson history and some of their iconic lines uh, in at the Smitty Cigar event. But yeah, if you guys are interested in getting a system pipe, man, they're they're a little bit of work, but they're a lot of fun, right? It's it's you're you're grabbing a piece of Irish history, you're grabbing a piece of pipe smoking history, and hey, man, you're kind of getting a piece of get piped history because I'm just so passionate about uh, the these these pipes. Uh, uh, if you wanted to pick one up, man, there's generally four styles, right? You have their, they have a system standard, uh, they have a premier system, a deluxe system, and then a system spigot. Uh, the, if you can find a system spigot, I mean, they're out there. Uh, that's not a hard thing. They're just very beautiful. That's kind of their higher end. The deluxe system is the very, very polarizing one where it has that gap between the shank or the cap, the military cap, the army mount, and the the rest of the stem. And the idea behind this model, which was actually kind of, they, they call like the, this is like the true system, uh, the, the big thick uh, tenon that goes into that shank and you see that gap uh, is, is actually tapered. And the way the mortise is drilled, 
is the idea behind this this this, this tapered tenon will always fit within the pipe, no matter what happens in the event that there is some kind of expansion of the the, the mortise. If there's any kind of expansion or or contraction of of the 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 shank, it's the idea is that because it's big and tapered and there's a gap, no matter what, it will always fit in snugly. Uh, so the idea is you have some room. There's some room for the the stem to go down. And uh, their their old ad way way long ago, they had said the full size mouthpieces were never intended to go quite home. Uh, they do so after you. So there was a theory, an idea that after a long time of smoking, you could close that gap. Uh, I've never seen the gap closed unless uh, the pipe was actually altered uh, physically. But yeah, that, that the whole point is that you could over time close the gap uh, by by wear and tear of smoking your pipe. But that's just that's never going to happen. It, it won't happen. So. I mean, when it comes to the system, it, it doesn't necessarily perform better, uh, but there is an aesthetic there uh, that that is desired by some people and hated by many. But regardless of whatever system you choose or think is the prettiest, uh, they're, they're all going to function quite well. Uh, there is a little bit of maintenance here that is required. Uh, they say you shouldn't just smoke this like your normal pipe. You can't just smoke the damn thing, throw it on a shelf and pick it back up a couple hours later and smoke it again. Uh, a lot of people will find problems. So with this design, there is some some maintenance requirements. Uh, the first thing is like right after a smoke could be immediately after held during if you want to quit halfway through. Uh, the, the move is to remove the stem from the army mount and then you want to start cleaning out that that moisture reservoir uh, from inside the the shank. Now, you don't want to remove the dottle and ash because what happens is when you do that, when you're, you're getting rid of your dottle and ash first and you dump it, you're now allowing that moisture reservoir to potentially get into uh, the draft hole. And that's not what we want. We want to deal with the, the whole problem of moisture itself first. So that's by attacking the, the moisture reservoir at the very, very beginning. Now, this is great when the pipe is hot, like right after you're done smoking. Remember, we have that army mount, so it doesn't really matter if we take off the stem uh, because with that heat, you'll have more of the moisture. It's, it's not going to be setting into the wood and you'll essentially be able to grab more of it. And it's that moisture, essentially, which makes your pipe taste sour in the long run. So this is what we want to action first. Now, to do this, I've heard of using rolled up pieces of paper. I've heard of tissues. I've heard of Q-tips. I've always just done a pipe cleaner. Uh, they they specific, specifically Mark Irwin says he uses uh, like three pipe cleaners for the the system itself, but he does go and uses like the tissue method or some kind of like a napkin to clean out the mortise because there is a lot of moisture. Uh, I'll just take the extra three minutes to waste another fifteen of my my pipe cleaners. But either way, you got to attack that first. At this point, you've gotten rid of your moisture. You can now dump out your dottle or your ash, your anecdotle. Get rid of your anecdotal. Ah, wow, this is going to end perfectly. And uh, then you move to a, a few different pipe cleaners. You can, use, I mean, I, I like to just use the classic BJ Long, but, you know, throw a fluffy pipe cleaner uh, in, in the reservoir. You could throw a bristled pipe cleaner in the walls of the shank, and then you can throw the, the tapered pipe cleaner, uh, you know, just through your stem like normal. Uh, but but most people are functioning on one type. Just do whatever you got. Just kind of make the sure the thing is dry. Um, but but once the thing has actually been cleaned, 
this is the biggest piece with the with the system pipe is to not actually reassemble your pipe. You absolutely can physically, and it's not going to hurt the the properties of the actual shank and, and, and army mount, like we've covered seven times in this episode. Uh, but but what's happening is you're not allowing it to properly dry. And when you have a system that is dedicated to collecting moisture, it's in our best interest to dry it as much as possible. And by putting that stem back in, you're you're establishing a blockade in that that effort to to dry the damn pipe. So so don't put it back together immediately. Let it sit for a day. And this is these are some of the pipes that I actually do try to rest for a day, uh, unless unless I happen to. I mean, actually, no, that that's false. I have one system pipe that system standard that I do not treat properly, but it works, and that's an anomaly. Maybe it's flawed, but it, it works all the time. It, it very, very seldomly gurgles. Uh, but for the most part, for your, your systems, you want to take care of these things. And, and this this upkeep is, is well worth it. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, that's the system pipe, man. It's 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 a great thing. I'm a big fan of it. Love it or hate it. It's It's got a place in this world. It's got a place in the pipe smoking world. It's got a place on Get Pipes Shelf. Uh, there is a, another... Peterson system on smokingpipes.com. Uh, I should really get them to, you know, hook me up for for gassing them up so much. Um, but they have a they have a, a X314. We were talking about the 314, a really preferred shape of mine, and it's actually a birth year, 1996. It's a little bit pricey. Don't go and buy it unless it's a gift for me. Uh, but 19, just just look up 1996 Peterson on smoking pipes, and there it is. And she's a beauty. I do not have the funds for. Her. I'm I'm trying my best not to buy a pipe really, really hard, but man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really hoping for a sale or something. If I could just get like a 15% off, 10% off on that guy, I'm, it's me. I'm doing it. But anyway, go get yourself a Peterson system pipe. I, I highly recommend them. And if you have them, let us know. Let us know how they are. Give us uh, your thoughts if you hate it, if you love it. Um, and, and now in our Galactic Get by Pipe Club, there's an awesome place to do that. It is the content section. It's been there forever and it's going to continue to be there. And now we have a lot more folks uh, who are joining the Discord from from our episode that that just went live that we had talked about. But yeah, that's the history, man. And, uh, you know, producer guy, I want to give you a big shout out for, you know, staying quiet for while I get through this uh, process. There'll, there'll be some edits that I need to do. Uh, but But I really appreciate this. And for you guys, I really appreciate you guys for coming to my seminar today. I know it's an anecdotal, but this is this is for you folks who couldn't be there at the Smitty Cigar event that's coming up in just a couple days. But this is our little seminar. This is for me to you, and I appreciate you listening. And I also might know of some uh, you know other pipe guys in the community, other pipe podcasters maybe, uh, or, or figureheads who do listen to my show and don't even own a Peterson. You know, I ain't going to point fingers. I ain't going to name names. But... I know that individual or those individuals have gone through this episode. So uh, to you guys, and I mean, and even the folks that aren't Peterson guys, right? This is really to you, to that group. I appreciate you getting all the way through this. But but I think it's time uh, that we move on from this. We'll close this anecdotal out. I I, I want to do another one, man. I really want to get back into some more history. We can go out, outside of Peterson. But yeah, I've been feeling very peaty. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure to tell you guys next week how uh, the seminar goes. But thanks so much, man. This was a blast. Well, dude, thank you so much for that. That was that was a pleasure. Honestly, dude, I didn't know too much about the Peterson system. I knew that it was a thing. I knew that it was special. I knew that it was 
pretty much only, and it is only for the Peterson pipes. And as I'm looking at my standard, you know, 317 here, my system, I love it. I think I love it more than I did before, fully understanding what we had here. The P-Lip, you know, kind of, eh, kind of still up in the air about it, but definitely in the last smoke that I had with my buddy, I did notice that I think it was a little cooler and uh, definitely a little better. So what I'm sad that I'm going to be missing is that seminar that you have at Smitty's this weekend. So for those of you who are going, you do not want to miss that. You want to stay for the Peterson seminar that Adam is putting on for y'all. I think, I hope that he sends me the notes for it, which would be pretty awesome because I, I do want to see that as well. So we are finished here on our main topic. Let's roll into our segments. Segments, segments. Let's go. We got two today. We got a little blind rankings, and we got some ask Adam anything before we get into some AAA. Let's. Oh, we got some Dublin rankings. We got some some what? Some What's Dublin? my cat's name? Dublin the blind oh. cat. Oh, how fitting is this all? Right? It's like we planned this. <laughs> uh, it really is. Um, today for blind rankings. For those of you who are just joining us and don't know what blind ranking is, this is where. Adam ranks. We're we're doing two like series in them. We do one pipe smoking related, one non pipe smoking related, and uh, he has to rank five items within this specific topic. And he doesn't know what's coming next, so he could rank the first one number one, and then the second one is his favorite thing ever. He has to rank it number whatever, so on and so forth. And both these submissions today are actually from our newest moderator, Captain. Kirk. Oh, he sent these okay. directly to me saying, I think this is my new favorite segment. And this is a guy who loves segments. All right. He does. He loves them. Loves them. But the first one, we're 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 ranking today some codger blends. So we got five codger blends. For those of you okay. who do not know what those are, those are just kind of like your classic old school drugstore blends. They have uh what's it? Pro pro propylene glycol or yep uh, yep yeah that's it's all over them so they're which is not like the most uncommon thing fair but i think the codger blends really took they're like their covered. spot because of how much yeah. was used and you get like that very kind of intoxicating smell right uh, but man i mean some of them some codger blends are good man yeah they're kind of we'll say cheap in terms of uh, yeah. cost they're they're they typically are. They are. yeah they're typically cheap Get them at a drugstore, and uh, they're they're codgery. So, the first one we got is Carter Hall. Okay, all right. So, Carter Hall. I mean, I want to say it's a classic, but they're literally all a classic. So, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna put Carter Hall in the four. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be conservative on this particular one. I think Carter Hall is good. It's not one of my rotational ones. 
when it comes to a Codra blend, if I'm going to smoke one, I'm not really reaching for the Carter Hall, but it's got its place in the community and its place in the history. So I'm going to put it at the four. Okay. Next one, St. Bruno. All right. Well, this is getting interesting. So St. Bruno, another tobacco that is mega iconic, uh, but not one that I smoke too often. Ah, man, I hope I hope he didn't. Did he give you these to you in the order that you're saying them? No, I rearranged. OK, them. OK. So there's no maybe there might be some doctoring, but not too much doctoring. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, dude. It comes in that iconic yellow package. Uh, this is, I don't know how old this tobacco is, but it feels like forever. Um, but it's a, it's basically just a dark fired in a, a Virginia. And while I love Virginia tobacco mixed with dark fired, you know, this one's, this one's okay. I think this one is a little bit bitey to me. I'm going to go, I'm going to put this in the five actually. All right. Next one, Prince Albert. Prince Albert, man. How can you not love it? Um, I I almost want to put this in the one now. The, the 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 context here, right, is I know I know the Codger blends, right? So there's more than five, but I can pretty much make a guess of where they should be. So when we when it comes to the blind rankings, I'm kind of doing this. This is kind of like most of our series are overrated under. I'm kind of doing it on behalf of me, and I'm also doing it on behalf of the community as a whole. I'm I'm almost like I'm saying this is the ranking. Uh, whether whether I agree with it or not, right? So if you know, this is uh, the way. If it was like, you know, top athletes of all time, and you had Tom Brady in there, of course he's going in the one. Not only because I'm a Patriots fan, because it's true. Yeah. But if I fair. if I hated the Patriots, I'd still put him in the number one. So mm. for that reason, I think it's the right. Mm. Oh, this is a hard one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the two. We're gonna put two? Prince Albert in the okay. two. Yeah. Prince Albert, number two. All right. I'm writing all these down. All right. N- the next one on our list, Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah. I-, I think there's probably a little bit of bias here. There's probably a lot of bit of a bias. I- I'm a- putting Sir Walter. Walter's going into the one, man. Yeah. This is a classic Burley. The, you know, and, and, and I just, it's just Sir Walter Raleigh. Like, yeah, I, I think I prefer Sir Walter Raleigh. I mean, they're both Burleys, you know, pretty much Burley through and through. They both have very similar flavors. They're both cocoa-y, both molasses-y, both propylene glycol-y. Uh, but I think, I think I'm going to put Sir Walter Raleigh in the one for that. So, so that means our three has been decided. What, what's going in the three? The number three is half and half. I think that's fair. I think that is okay. a great ranking of okay. all five of those uh let us know did we yeah. did we nail it you know again this isn't based on your opinion it's based on like the reality of the world i think that's pretty damn spot on yeah write us a review or, or send us uh, on spotify they have the new tell us how we did or ask us something whatever we have uh sir walter raleigh at number one prince albert and number two half and half at number three carter hall at number four and saint bruno at number five but let us know how Adam did. But we got our bonus round now. Again, from, yeah. from Captain Kirk. Okay, nice. Yep. This one, we're talking potatoes. We're talking potatoes. Just ways okay. to ways to have potatoes. Oh, just a great one. It was. Okay. I was I read it. I was like, potatoes. Oh, this is be tough. And then I'm like, oh. Potatoes. He's got it. He he has it. He has he has this figured out. This is exactly <laughs> what we're looking for for the this, bonus. This is this is his like. This is his wheelhouse now. 
He's going to be, this is the, the Pastor Joda's old, you know, I think Pastor Joda did the uh, quick fire ones for the Country Squire. We got uh, we got Captain Kirk for little blind rankings here. So, all right. First one, wedged. We're talking wedged. Oh, potatoes. okay. Perfect. Right to the five. Right to the five. <laughs> Okay. All right. Number five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Too too much potato in a bite. Like, okay. no matter how you cook the wedges, you're just you're eating raw potato pretty much. I don't. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Next one. Scalloped. Ooh. You know, I think just based on what I think is going to come next, I got to say this is probably pretty underrated. Very good. Very good okay. when done properly. But yep. I'm still going to go the four with this one. Okay. Uh, so we're at a five four with this. But I, I like what the what the scalloped potato can do. I like where they're coming from. I, I think they got a little, need a little bit Tip- more time in the league. And yeah. yeah, typically they have like a sauce on them. So I, I would argue, right. Am I, am I thinking it's like they a could, thinner yeah. cut? Uh, yeah. I've always found uh, it was like an olive oily. The ones I've had with like some mm, I say parsley okay. or yeah, thyme. Yeah. I don't know. Just like flat on the bacon sheet, put them in for however long or whatever. Yeah, yep. Something Let like that. Cook. Okay. All right. Next one. We're talking fried. So just like French fried, I assume potatoes or fried potatoes, whether it's, I've never heard of a fried potato, so it has to be a French fry. Yeah. This, this one's hard. So maybe I'm thinking like a hash brown or a home fry maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll I go feel like that route. French fry, it's going to be French fry. Yeah. That's true. Um, so based on you saying that, I'm going to imagine that French fry is not on the list. Uh, so we're not going to save that for one of the top <laughs> spots, but um, if we're talking like a fried potato, like a home fry or something like a, you know, a hash, that's good. That's real good. That's I'm gonna, good. that's going right to two. It could. Okay. Yeah, we're going to. We're we're gonna we're gonna take it at the two. All right. The next one, mashed. Man, this is tough. Yeah. I think you have to give it to the number one spot. Mashed potatoes yeah. has just got to be one of the most universally loved and accepted oh, and true. consumed. It could be very healthy. It could be very unhealthy. <laughs> it's got a foot in every camp possible. You know, it's it could be on it can be in a cottage pie, it can be in a shepherd's pie. I'm I'm gonna go with the mash and the one. Okay. And then our last one. It's baked. The classic oh. baked potato. I could have even maybe put that in the four. Um, really? But, wow. Yeah, I mean people love it, but dude, I don't know. <laughs> Just make it that's mashed. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and it's that's the thing. The mash is always better. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, uh... because I don't know. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. I do like a potato good, guy. I do like a good baked potato. I probably would have put baked at. Uh, for t- that's, that's a hard one. Yeah, man. I, don't I know. always found that they're so like no matter what you put in it, like when you slice it open and you just have two whole sides of potato, the the sour cream, the cheese, all mm. the things that make it taste less potato only gets you so far, and then you're just eating the most bland potato yeah. in the history by the time you get <laughs> towards history. the inside of the skin. So I would put this, you know, if it was my list, I probably would have put this uh, at the, this is your list. I know, I know, but this probably could have gone to the four, maybe five. I don't know. Damn. Like I, I might even do wedges because the whole problem I had with wedges is exactly what happens with, yeah. the baked potato, <laughs> but on a bigger scale. So yeah, I, if I could have rearranged this, I would have done that. I would argue when you get a good baked potato with like a good skin, I eat the skin. I'm I'm a I'm a skin eater. When it's good, okay. like a good olive oil skin with that nice kind of like kosher salt, a little more coarse, it's very good. I don't think it's 
Yeah, it's, I don't think it's a number two good, though. Now that I'm thinking, eh, I, I would probably go number two. Mashed is one just because how versatile it is, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. not up oh, It's yeah. not up to me. Not up to me. We have our mashed potato is number one. Our fried is number two. Baked is number three. Scalloped at four and wedged at five. But if you agree or disagree, let us know. Best way to do that is just shoot us a message. You know, comment on our uh, Spotify or Apple podcast. Write a review there. Or send send it to our email. Why not? Show at getpiped.co. And our next segment, we got a little Ask Adam Anything. In this segment, we truly ask Adam anything. And these are all submissions from our community, mostly from our Discord. Uh, that's the best way to to send us our Ask Adam Anything questions. And the first one today is actually from our good friend, Pied Monicus, And it relates to a lot about what we talked about earlier. So he asked, if you were a character in an action-adventure movie, what would your specialty and weapon loadout be? Ooh, so fitting. Adventures of Wanderers. Make sure to go check it out on YouTube. Um, uh, that's a tough one. In like an what, what kind of action movie? Any? Is it just like Yeah, yeah. I think dude, I've been like the two like fantasy realms that I'm so fascinated with is um like Western. I love old Western stuff. And now I don't consume like the films. Like I'm not at all learned on Western films, like spaghetti Westerns or anything, but I just love Western. I love revolvers. I have like this sweet little Colt clone that I mm. never get to shoot, but it's super, super fun. One of my, I've shot it. It's probably my favorite, you know, yeah. firearm that I've ever owned and probably will ever own. But you know, I think I'd be, I think I'd be a revolver guy. I think I'd be a one. I mean, two revolver sounds really cool. I don't know how realistic it is, but I'd probably be, a, if we're going Western, I'd be like a one revolver kind of guy. And then I'd have like a, you know, I wouldn't do the shotgun, not big on the shotguns, but like, a, mm. of course, a lever action of a higher caliber. So I don't want one of those, you know, 30-30s or something that's like, ping, tick, ping, tick, ping, tick, ping. That's me shooting a lever action with my voice. Sounded uh, pretty but, good. Yeah, it did sound pretty good. Uh, but but I would say I'd, I'd want a heavy, like a, like a 45-70, something heavy. Uh, something that just really puts a dent in my shoulder. Uh, so I, I'd be more of a the, the revolver guy. I'd be running around as a gunslinger. Uh, but but the other option would be like the the fantasy, like super high fantasy. We're talking medieval stuff. This question has pained me my whole existence. Would I do a sword and shield? Would I be a sword and board kind of guy, or would I do a double, a two hander, or like a hand and a half? These are all different types of blades. I think I would do a hand and a half sword. Uh, and what that is, it's basically a sword that can be, as it sounds, you can use it with one hand, but it's maybe sometimes mostly better with two, but you couldn't just always use two hands. So when we think about long swords, long swords by definition is a hand. It requires two hands, uh, but the hand and half is a very versatile blade. They're very light. Uh, and yeah, they just feel right now. I've had, I've played around with swords in my room alone where they, 
were supposed to be hand in half, but they were way too damn long and really you couldn't even use it without two hands. Um, and I've also played with hand and half swords where the hilt is not long enough. Uh, you know, it's not supposed to hold, you know, fist to fist, but you know, maybe you're doing a little pommel action, but I don't know. I think hand and a half, uh, I'm not a bow guy. Don't never like a lot of people love the, you know, the sneaky bow guy in like RPGs, role-playing games on, on the video game servers and even like the Dungeons and Dragons, if you're into board games, but I'm uh, more, more of a sword guy. Yeah, big sword guy, but I don't think I'd do the shield. Yeah. I've never necessarily thought about that, but I, I think I would go more of like the the Bondy kind of... I do like the, the idea of the spaghetti westerns. Do you have a okay. specialty that you'd have? Because that's, that's kind of your loadout. What would your like character enhancement oh, be? okay. Um... Huh? Would it be like oh, nice. maybe let's go the spaghetti westerny style? Like, is it thievery? Is it okay? I see what you're saying. No, yeah. I don't think it'd be. I think I'd be a good guy. You know, okay. I, 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 it's so natural for me to try to be good guy. But maybe it would be like if it was westerny, maybe, maybe really good at like poker oh. or blackjack or something, like. And like you'd swindle the bad guys. Maybe that's what I meant by thievery is like not necessarily stealing from the good, but like, you know, Robin Hoodie. Like, yeah, I think it'd be cool. Like, it's always cool when the honest, hardworking gunslinger, you know, beats the guys where the game mm. is already. Uh, what's it called? Like, the game has been predetermined that the yeah. crime mob boss is going to win, and you don't. But right, yeah. Right. I'd pick that, but for, for for like the now I guess I'm answering two to two. If it were to be like the the fantasy like medievally kind of thing, hmm, I would say, uh, dude, I don't know about this one, man. I think like I'm not I'm not when it, when it comes to fantasy stuff, I'm not big into like spells and magic or anything. But I would do, I would like to do like strategic, maybe not strategic planning, but. I'd want to be the guy in the ground who knows like the right call. You know, like look at Aragorn. Like I've just felt like he wasn't the guy making all the moves. Like Gandalf was the guy making all the moves. Mm. But when Gandalf fell, it was Aragorn who was like, like alas, get them up. You know, hmm. we must make our move. And then Boromir was like, give them a moment for pity's sake. I love that scene. That's one of my damn favorite scenes in the entire film. But like Aragorn was kind of right. But so was Boromir. You felt for both of these characters. But I liked how Aragorn was the guy to like, wasn't like in command, but the moment he needed to be, he was the guy. So I guess whatever that classification is, I'd like to be that guy. Mm. Leadership. Uh, yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm about it. I'm about it. All right. Our second question we got is from Lord of the Pipe Rings. So very fitting. Wow. The, this is, Look at this, this was not planned. This was not planned. Um, clearly because I'm reading the name and then it all, all links back together. But this one is, what is one small batch blend that you missed out on and regret that you couldn't get a 10? Um, you know, I, this is a great question because I think overarching, there is none. Like I, mm. this is like the best thing. This is what some of the, the listeners need to hear for 2023 too. Like if you think about this question, I would imagine most people, most people would probably be like, you know, probably none. 
Now, immediately after, probably skyrocketed high. Oh, it was the last one that came out. I needed it. You know, the shillelagh that's coming out. Like, as much as I want you to come to our event and try it, you know, like, I don't want you to, like, in, in two months when St. Patrick's Day is over, you're not going to, you're not going to be punching the air that you, right, you get right. it, right? So, I mean, that's the whole point of fear of missing out, that FOMO, F-O-M-O. Like, that fear does subside. Uh, now, one that I guess the best one that I really was bummed I missed out on would be the Maple Shadows, uh, which is kind of an unfair answer because I ended up getting a tint. But <laughs> yeah. basically, I tried this at the uh, the Las Vegas International Pipe sh- Show. This was a a blend by Sutliff, and everyone called it like the knockoff autumn evening at the show. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's just some crummy aromatic or whatever." And I didn't necessarily buy into that thought, but I did try a bowl in a room with a bajillion pipes being smoked and like 10 cigars being smoked. Technically, we weren't supposed to be smoking cigars, so it was probably closer really? to 10. Uh, yeah, did not know that. Uh, but yeah, you're not wow. supposed to smoke. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I mean, Brian's so going to send me an email or a text on why after he listens to this point eventually. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, once I found that out, I was like, oh, I've been breaking the rules right in front of your face. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't care. Just don't, don't let the staff see you. That's okay. Uh, but, but so, um, I was bummed because I tried this and I thought I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it is, it's, it, it, it exists. It's, it's good. Not great. You know, maybe even okay is what I would say. Right. I, I smoked a, like a bowl of like in, in like a Bertram pipe and, you know, walked the floor. But, but the thing is I was so preoccupied, right. And with all the smoke and all this, all the chat and all the stop and all the relights, it just, I couldn't taste anything. So it wasn't until I had a little bit of a sample, which I don't know how I must've snagged a little pocket jar full or something. Uh, but I ended up smoking some when I got home, uh, probably a couple months, probably a month or two later. And I was like, Whoa, that was good. That was really good. And I Absolute fire. I like, Whoa, that was really, really good. And I kept smoking and I kept enjoying it. I kept loving it. And then I was like, wow, I regret not getting this so much because I loved the blend, right? I didn't love the idea of maple shadows, which I did. I didn't mm. love the idea of the ten art, which I did, but I really did love the blend, and that was the one that I really felt like got away. That said, I totally and it, for the first and last time probably abused the platform Your position. That, I, that I have my position as a you know you know the get piped guy, right? Uh, the tobacco pipes or cup of joes did a, a giveaway where they had one tin that they were giving away, and if you if you shared your your link, you, you'd have like a referral link. And every time someone used that link, I got entries. So they entered in and they'd get their one entry, but I'd get like an extra five or something ridiculous. So I just posted it in our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. Check out the YouTube video if you haven't already. Uh, and and a lot of folks were, were entering. And I was upfront. I was like, yeah, if you, it helps me. It helps you. helps me a lot more than it helps you. But I, I, I got to get this tin. I, I want it so bad. Honestly, I, oh, that's right. That's right. I, I was... That's how I got the first in. So I was talking about how I didn't uh, get one. Man, this is all this all, all this maple shadows is is clouded by my own shadow as a you know, just a maybe I'm not the good guy. Who, no, maybe I'm the bad kind of thievery. But the first tin I got, that's right. I didn't fill a pocket jar. Uh, Jacob Did McKenna you, uh, sent yeah. me sent me the tin from Vegas. He's like, hey, I heard you talking about how you wish you had got some of this blend. We still have the trial tin. I mean, it's not full, but we still have some left. Do you want? I was like, oh, hell yeah. So once I smoked through that, I was like, I got to get this next one. And I did get another tin. So 
that's what I was smoking this morning on my on my pop walk. I still have the other tin sealed, the one that I won from the giveaway. And I have a I have a very bad feeling that that one will stay sealed forever. So I'm really holding out on the fact that they'll come back next year with some more maple shadows. Mm. Uh, but but I still have some of that trial tin left. So some of you listeners have grabbed a bowl from the same damn tin. I'm smoking it now. But that one that one's probably the only one that comes to mind. Uh, there's there's really not too much out there that I'm kind of kicking. You know, like Hundred Earth and Dreams. If I didn't own it. You know, I would have been kicking kicking myself for that because it's got a it's got a place like the 500 episode from the Squire. I was able to go there, so if I somehow missed on that, I, that would have been I'd be kicking myself for that. Anything that has significant meaning, uh, but I I don't know if there are many out there. So if you're again, so if you're an Irishman and you have, you know, so a lot of Americans will have uh, a you know shotgun by their door in case intruders come. If you're an Irishman where they're not big on guns there and you just have a blackthorn shillelagh ready to club down a person by your front door, this could be very special for you. This blend coming out in, uh, you know, sometime in February for, for St. Patrick's Day blackthorn shillelagh. That might be one that has some sentimental value that you'd want to want to pick up. But I I think I heard that it's like 800 tins. I think that's, yeah, it's less than a thousand, slightly more than five. Right. So still very small. Like in the grand scheme of things, very first. Oh, that'll it'll sell out in a day. Probably not even. Probably yeah, like two hours. Probably four. Yeah, four I'm pretty max. sure that's what Krampus was. Um, I remember hearing about that, but yeah. All right, man. Cool. I I agree. I'm not a huge tobacco guy. I'm more of a pipe guy myself, but I do love a good tobacco. But at the same time, man, I will survive many things already in my short life have come and gone and I'm okay with that. Never, never to be seen again. There's clothes that come and go. There's tobaccos that come and go. There's whatever, anything and everything in between. And, uh, you'll be okay. You'll be all right, friends. But thank you so much for send those questions in Piedmonicus and Lord of the pipe rings. If you want to hear more about what is in the brain of Adam you want to ask him anything doesn't need to be pipe smoking related it could be related to him whatever it is send them to our discord there's a specific ask adam anything channel or if you feel like it send them to show at getpipe.com My good friend, we've come to the end of the episode here. So, where can people find you if they want more? They want more than the two plus hours they get on on these podcasts every week. They can find me on youtube.com slash get piped for some of the premier YTPC pipe smoking content. As I talked about several times throughout this episode, our How to Use the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club, our Discord channel is now live. I encourage you to go take a look at that. And you know what? Maybe don't, because I want to now talk to all the people who are going to watch that video and don't join. But still listen to my podcast and still watch YouTube channels. I love you. 
<laughs> I still love you if you join, but it's, I just, I know, I understand that I'm not trying to get the world to join this thing. It's just an, it's an open door right, option right. for some of the folks. And, and there's, there could be some value out of it. And even better, some of you guys who've been smoking pipes for a lot longer than me, uh, you know, could provide value to me and the other, you know, participant. How do you, what club members? There we go. And the other club there members, uh, be it, you know, whether local to me or international or your an ET from that movie, Paul. Remember that? Have you ever seen that movie? I loved that movie. I think it was Who's just called Paul. That? It was the British guys. Maybe. But I Maybe think Paul's I, Eng- American as hell or something. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I'm not endorsing the film. I don't remember it at all. It could be like, it could have aged poorly. And now I might be, I don't know, racist or something. I don't know. Or sexist. I don't know. <laughs> Texas, I, racist, I remember... Prejudice. I remember it was a very crude film, but I remember thinking it was really funny. Anyway, yeah. I had a snapshot of Paul in my my Discord uh, episode. So anyway, <laughs> lastly, go to the Discord if you want. But yeah, having a lot of fun here on the YTPC. I got one episode actually fully scripted out and, and ready to go. Uh, I just am hoping it goes live the first week of February. But of course, we have a couple events coming up between now and then. Uh, so we're going to see what we can. But it's, it's basically going to be my favorite tobaccos uh, some of my favorites in in the state like my staples the get pipe staples and a lot of oh, folks okay. have really enjoyed the the factory spotlight video so then that might ask okay when's the artisan spotlight video coming in i fully recorded it was getting ready to edit some of the b-roll and i realized that i got rid of many of the pipes um so the the proxy the byproduct rather of doing those videos the the favorites or the my particular pipes my collection it forced me to go through all of them. And I realized when writing up like my thoughts for each particular pipe, how much some of them didn't mean anything. And then with pipe shows coming up, I would, you know, sell them off or trade them. And then I was like, Oh wait, I really need that pipe so I can show it on my video. Uh, and the way my videos are, if you've guys seen them, like they're like they're if there's no B roll, it's just going to be my face talking. And it's a little bit too much. Uh, especially when I say, just look at this grain, this ring grain, and then it's just my face because there's no ring grain to be seen because some guy in you know Arizona owns the pipe or whatever. But anyway, so I had to actually redo that whole episode. But this this tobacco one's going to be my next uh, endeavor because it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, awesome, awesome. All of those places. Yeah, don't forget to share the podcast with any and all pipe smokers. It means a lot. It really does. You just click that little share button. You know, text it to someone. Or it's a Facebook message or whatever it may be. Do that. That's 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 another call to action. If you have not shared this podcast with someone who does not know about it, go ahead and do that. But don't just share with the new pipe smokers, the old pipe smokers. Share with, you know, anyone and everyone. But don't just share with the men. Share with the women and the children too. But as we close out this episode, Adam. What are your wise words of wisdom? Yeah, you know, I feel like we haven't really been super wisdomy lately, and I don't mm. think we're going to be again tonight. But <laughs> uh, I am, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good about 2024. I'm, you know, other than the sickness, and even though at the beginning I talked about how healthy I was, you wouldn't believe the amount of edits I'm going to have to make 
producer guys coughing. from coughing yeah. and I wasn't able to like I'm fighting one right now. Like I'm slowly reaching for my mute button and there you go. We're gonna keep that one in. But you didn't know because I muted it, but yeah. not you weren't I wasn't as fortunate to get to the button in time every time. But <laughs> but for the most part, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about twenty twenty four and with the Smitty's cigar event coming up in just a few days. And I'm so excited. But you know what I'm gonna try to do for the very first time ever? Actually, I think the second time, I believe. What's- Go to go to an event and not buy a pipe. Whoa. I want to try so hard. I no, want to try no, no. so so hard. Yeah, and it's no, less no. of like I really need to get to a point where I'm buying the right pipe at the right time, so I don't have these artisan factory whatever videos where I realize, oh, I have all these pipes <laughs> that you know were cool at the time, but they just aren't calling to me as much. So that's that's kind of my goal for 2024 as well as I you know, consolidate the, uh, the spending and, you know, consolidate some debt and not incur more debt and for pipes that I'm just going to lose a p- percentage on as I hand off to the next person who will enjoy, right. I'd rather just right. the pipe get to the person in the that's first fair. place, but, uh, I don't know if that's wisdom me, but I guess it's, I'm, I guess I'm asking for some luck. Wish me luck. See, let's see next episode. Um, you know, I'll let you know if I was able to stick to my guns and stick to my revolvers, you know, as my there's revolver a, sound effect. There's a video out there. I still have it on my phone of me shooting your revolver. There like you go. That. Post it in pics that go hard. Yeah. I will. Right? Or you can do podcast references, but or weaponed. Or what we- there's so many options. Really Join the are. damn club. That's my wisdom. No, actually, my wisdom, I'm all over the place with this episode, but I think I, I didn't have any wisdom. Sure. Read the <laughs> podcast. Write a review. I think that's what we're gonna do now. We're not gonna do a segment that's dedicated towards you know, like, whereas most will have like a mailbag at the end. I really like how producer guy has been throwing, you know, a view or two mm. in the very beginning or somewhere in the smoke and a joke. And I think that's perfect because I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, obviously it's my show, so I want to, I want to hear how the folks think and they're not always positive, which I like. I like that we share some of the negative, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You you go, girl. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll stop rambling. You go, girl. <laughs> that was like that was my that was me capturing the feeling good 2024, but I feel like I've been milking that one. This has been the worst <laughs> wise words of wisdom of all time. But I think it's now, been the best. Have you? No, you don't. No. I've had some I've had some uh ooh, you know what you know what I was thinking about? This is just free reign. This is this is just a a pipes pours and pal bloodbath where forty five minutes. How we get here? How we get here, <laughs> dude? That's your show. That's all it is. What do you mean? How did you get there? That's your show. You're not even that's off. Shade? You're on topic. No, it's not shade. It's no. more like frustration. It's like just keep doing it. Like we are you're so good. off topic. I feel like you know seventy nine episodes of that. You're not off topic. If you <laughs> You might be on topic if, if, <laughs> if anything, I don't know. <laughs> You're mo- yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. It's like, if you were to do something like this, you'd be off topic. This is off like topic. A, no, for no, me, no, I'm no. For sure off. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. For me, like wise words of wisdom, we are so off topic. I've never been so, and I feel like good, but my brain is apparently all over the place, but hmm. I'll make it worse. Uh, we used to have a segment called real recommend real. Yeah. And, I think that's gone. 
I think it's gone. But I think that just fits in the smoking and joking. I agree. Because whenever I want to tell you about something that I recommend, I put in the smoking and joking. So I actually got a product I'm not about to pitch for a real recommend real, but next next week or ne- in coming weeks, I got I got something to, to chat about in the the smoking and joking. But I don't know. So this you, is going on for you don't actually have it yet. Oh, I do so, have it, but I haven't used oh. it. I haven't implemented it. And then know. it's just why would it be put in the wise words of wisdom? You know, it's just dang. What'd you get? I got um pipe pipe. I guess I I guess we're going into it. This is so all over the place. What is going yeah. on? I hope it's our show. I, how many people listening will will this be their first episode? That's because hilarious. they're not going to love this. They are and not. They won't they be will. back next week. They they, might. they they may have already skipped by this. So this that's is like okay, this is twelve percent right. stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, twelve percent. What do you think? This is insane. I don't even know what's going on. Normally, I just say, oh, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know. I just I never have wisdom. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, <laughs> all right. What what did you get? Just give us a quick. Yeah, name. so I got because you haven't used Bri- it yet. Yeah, Briarville. They have a. He has this like super awesome oxidate stem oxidizer thing. Oh. Where... So it oxidizes your stem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it like it like turns it green. <laughs> yeah, it, it it makes it so nasty. It's basically it come what it comes in a bottle when you open it, it's just an old pipe guy and you just choose on your stem for seven years straight. Mm. <laughs> just like mm. ebonite. Uh so no, it's just like deoxidizer. I guess there's two forms. They have a like a preventative one that you kind of swab your your you know, your vulcanite stems, your ebonite stems, and then you have a like an actual deoxidizer, which you could even submerge the whole stem into this is like for this is like you screwed up. You didn't pre- do the preventative maintenance. So I have that for many pipes. And then I got the one for, uh, you know, I got both, but he also has like a little, almost like a chapstick thing. And you, it's like a quick applica- application. Mm. So I, I can't, it's not a real recommend real, especially since that got, we are getting rid of that as of now. Gone. See ya. Bye. Peace. No uh, but next couple smoking and jokings, I'll tell you how, how the products work, okay. but All right. Just don't, just don't use it as chapstick. Ooh, speaking of chapstick, I got at Dunkin' Donuts today. They had these little keychains, which was like a like a a mini. It, it's a mini version of the large Dunkin' iced, you know, classic okay. New England staple. You know, four cream, four sugar, Jesus. and it has like the little you know pink pink straw hanging out of it. Right, but I guess right. it's chapstick, but I bought it because I wanted to put it on my keys because it's cute. Uh, but I will never, there's no way I'm putting that on my lips. I think, I hear chapstick these days is really bad for you. Really? Yeah, I think it's I all would, like made up chemicals and stuff. And yeah. Dude, I, one thing I have done recently is use just coconut oil, just straight coconut oil as like go. a moisturizer, yeah. like just for my hands or whatever after a shower. You know, it's it's been awesome. So I would use that as a chapstick. Rather they say that, that in, they say that in beef tallow. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I have some because I got this giant twelve pound or thirteen pound like whole New York strip loin. And I had to cut it up myself. Oh, that's like, right. I got like fifteen steaks out of it. It was like it was a lot cheaper than getting everything already cut up. Oh yeah, I got, you did. 
yeah, I got like a lot of fat out of it. So I'm going to try to render it down into tallow. I'm just, I'm freezing it right now because I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I want to render it down, strain it. And how do you render it? You just like boil, boil it, it basically. Yeah. Mm. From my understanding, it's a prolonged period yeah. of time. But okay. Anyways, I've very, heard that word rendered. You got to render. render it down to tallow. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a steak. You render the fat so it gets nice and like basically melts in your mouth. That's what, that's what happens. Okay. It's like on a ribeye. That's, that's the rendering process. Just not like, like tallow goes all the way down to a liquid. Well, tallow goes to like a, almost like a cream. Well, though. yeah, yeah. But you, sorry, the beef fat would becomes tallow essentially from okay. my understanding. Yeah. You, I, I, you render it, you strain it, you get all the imperfections and impurities out and then it's, you're just left with tallow. Tallow. Okay. Yeah. I would like to try some, but yeah, anyway, so people have been putting that on their face. It's like a big, <laughs> I don't use TikTok, but I guess it's like a big TikTok trend because it's just hundred percent tallow. It's natural. Aren't you I not mean, allowed to use TikTok? Is that a, no, uh, you can't. You can't on military phones, uh, which okay. is I don't have a military phone uh, because my company is fifty four personnel. Uh, but most company commanders will have a a cell phone and military, you know, gov. Oh, okay. but I didn't. I would never use that as like fun. I don't know. Yeah, why this would... has always been weird to me. So when when they said like the military is banning TikTok, I was like, oh dang, that's crazy. And then they're like on military gov phones. I'm like, oh, I feel like. Like that's a given. I can't use half the cool websites on my computer as is. Like half the time, <laughs> Google doesn't work, and I'm like, dude, why? This sucks. But uh, it's funny. But anyway, anyways. well, thank you guys for hanging out for uh, yeah. smoking a joke in part two. Minutes. Yeah, this is like smoking a joke and after dark. There you hey. go, smoking a joke and after dark. Probably a once a year, maybe if you're lucky. Actually, at this point, once every two years, maybe it comes back, but. It'll be the the time where we somehow get to smoking and joking after the entire episode is over. So, I don't know. There you, there you go. go. But now it's time to put our heads on the pillow because this dark is going to be light soon. It's going to, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar because tomorrow. Sometimes I don't know what to tell my friends, my other friends about like who Adam is. If you were like, I have a podcast, and then they'd be, oh, dude, that's so sick. And then you're like, yeah, let me play the sick clip, bro. And it was just like, the sun will come, come out tomorrow. <laughs> they'd be like, whoa, what are you listening to? Uh, I'd be like, I don't yeah, think I can be your friend anymore. That's probably my longest friend I've ever had. So I don't. Me? Uh, well, I'm close. No, go with it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 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 There's one wow. in, in our group that. We actually went to like childcare together. We didn't know it. Oh, Shane? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we but like, lived on the same street type of stuff. That is but, true. Yeah, that's fair. So, anyways. How many text messages you sent him in 2023? <laughs> Zero? Zero? <laughs> that's what I mean. So that's what I mean. That's fair. Um, okay. Well, dude, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. I'm going to... I don't even, do I go to the regular intro? Do I just act as if like, I just gave you my wisdom and all right, here we yeah. go. Wisdom, wise words of wisdom, over, done. But for now, I'm off to save the place <laughs> fucking world. <laughs> but once again, I'm not sure how I'll pull it off. But until then, you have all just been piped. 
And until the next piping, we are out. <laughs>